Bell & Pollock Legal Game Plan. I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. For over 25 years, we've represented injured people. Based on our experience, we've formulated an injury legal game plan, a game plan you can use right now. Our legal game plan gives you the ability to fight the insurance company, and it's free. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. We'll help you. Mammoth Lacrosse is returning to Pepsi Center on 303 Day, Saturday, March 3rd, to take on the Buffalo Bandits at 7 p.m. The Loud House is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. Show your pride in our great state as players will be wearing special Colorado uniforms. Celebrate all things Colorado and one of its most popular sports. He's been shot saved there by Phil Ward. There'll be tons of action. With a head of steam, the clock and shoots the score. Don't miss us. Check it out at coloradomammoth.com. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Rayel de Mines. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Rayel de Mines will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food. It's Rayel de Mines with four convenient locations. Find the location closest. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nugget Home. Home of the Avalanche, Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios, the Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, at the ones and twos, for the Vic Lombardi Show, the hardest working man in Denver, make some noise for Jesse Trujillo. On the wing, the man whose last name is impossible to pronounce, Marty O. At forward, the big redhead, notorious shoulder driver, H.W. Peterson. And in the hot seat, wearing the fancy black shorts, and he's always right, thinks he's always right, James Manchester Merlet. And the man in the middle, he's a small man, but he's a good doctor, attorney at flaw, make some noise, everybody up on your feet, no one sitting in your seat, it's time to meet. Big Lombardi! Yeah! Circle with a shot, save Marston. Rebound tipped off for Edler, and that's going to do it. The Avalanche have beaten the Vancouver Canucks by a final score of 3-1, to one, and a sweep the season series going to 0-1. In the words of Patty V, Pat Valeka, Hell yeah! Hell yeah! At, yeah, Avs needed that one last night. Probably the most complete game in uh, weeks as they beat the Vancouver Canucks 3-1 at Pepsi Center. Mac attack with two goals and one assist. We'll get into that a little bit later. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show, joined by James Manchester Merrillad. James, my back is hurting this morning. Wait a minute. I, I, I thought you did some things over the weekend, got some treatment. I thought this was better as of yesterday. Here's the mistake the old guy makes. I decided to go up to see you yesterday to visit my kid. I saw and, the uh, uh, the poster you you you, yeah. you tweeted. <laughs> so you know, I said, what what better thing to do? If is there anything more father son? Forget going to games and all that crap. I, I want to play the game with the kid. So I went and played some pickup basketball up at the new CU Rec Center with my son, and we played for a couple hours. And let me say this. You know how we always 
poke fun at millennials on this show? Yeah. The youngins? Well, you do, yeah. Those kids could not have been nicer, could not have been more honest. I mean, what a pleasure it was to meet a bunch of the co-eds up in Boulder who uh, filled that gym, by the way. They had all eight courts running solid for hours. I was shocked. I, I couldn't believe there were that many basketball fans and players up there. No, and when when I was there, it was three courts. They have eight courts side by side by side. Oh now? yeah, there's there's courts downstairs and upstairs. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, and they're all full. Every one of them. So you got to wait your turn, pick your game, and you you better win or you're off the court. See, you you and a lot of the texters and a lot of the listeners, you guys like to poke fun at millennials, rip millennials. I'm the guy who defends millennials. I'm oh. the guy who says, hey, this generation, way better than my generation, way further advanced at their age than my generation. They have their stuff put together. You go up to a college campus and talk to those kids and hang out with those kids um, and, and just hear what their aspirations they're smarter, are. They're smarter than I ever was. Oh, my God. Now, are there a handful of them that, you know, have to go sit in the corner with a puppy because they, you know, got offended when somebody yelled at them? Sure. There are those, but I think everybody in that uh, generation gets painted with that brush. Well, here's my issue, all right, and, and I'm in total and utter pain this morning, all right, because I you can't do it, you can't run up and down the floor anymore at this age and expect to wake up this mo- the next morning without pain. The issue I have, they're so honest on the basketball court, like you know they call a foul when a foul is being done, they they let things go. They don't cut corners to win the game. Everything is done above board, way above board. So honest. I don't know. I, I guess I grew up playing a different way, playing pickup basketball where you call a foul, but not when the game is on the line. Well, yeah. I mean, I so the criticism this morning is they're too honest and too. Yes. Uh, yes, they, they, yes. They play too fair. Yes. Okay. All right. No, and I, that's I, awful. To I would say a, that. I'm a little bit more like you. Uh, you know what? You can call some fouls when it's, you know, 12-12, but you're not calling fouls when it's 20 to 19. I'm, I'm with you on that one. But I have to say, I was very impressed. So, uh, thank you to those boys who, uh, played some ball all night long. And man, God, I miss college. I told them all to, I said, take advantage of this, guys. This is so much fun. Just take advantage of these moments when you can just hang out with the boys, play ball all night and just enjoy yourself. Um, it got me thinking about, and we're going to get into Larry Eustachy, who was uh, finally let go. Uh, they're calling it a resignation, but let's be honest. We know what's happening here. He was finally let go, and it's going to lead to a lot of, uh, a lot of questions on what coaching style is proper and what is not anymore in modern basketball. Because you cannot tell me that there aren't other coaches at the collegiate level, hell, at the high school level, who are much more abrasive than Larry Eustachy. I had one. I don't know if you did, but I was sort of raised with that mentality. And frankly, I liked it. Well, I was raised with that mentality too. The vast majority of coaches I had probably fell into that category. Uh, I didn't like it. I was never one who was, was motivated by someone screaming and yelling and being demeaning. That didn't, that didn't motivate me. That didn't push my buttons. That didn't get the, the best out of me. So, uh, I, I think the fact that the page has turned on that generation of coaching or coaches, uh, I think is a very, very good thing. And look, Larry, for Stacey, some, well, for some, it's, it's a, that's subjective. Hey, there are some players, some, some personalities who need that. 
and there are others who can't handle it. So you speak for yourself, and I know you speak for the majority, because in this PC world, guys like that are going to, you know, they're gone. They're done. They're dinosaurs. I get it. I totally get it. But I tell you what, you hear these stories all the time of these kids who played for these hard-ass coaches growing up, and years later go back and say, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, but see, there's there's two different kind of hard-ass coaches, Vic. I don't have a problem with the 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 hard-ass coach who makes you run and run and run and run, and if you guys don't do things right, we're going to run stairs, we're going to run gassers, we're going to do whatever. Or a hard-ass coach who demands perfection and any little deviance from de- deviant from that becomes something that you get punished for in terms of, uh, like I say, running and doing those kind of things. No problem with that. I do have a problem with a guy who is, you know, verbally abusive. I have a problem with a guy throwing, you know, full cans of pop at the wall across the, across the locker room. There are lines that I think don't need to be crossed. I don't, I don't need my coach to, to hug me and to be my best friend and to, to fall into that category, but you don't have to be a raving lunatic on the sideline and in the locker room either. Good. We're going to go in depth on that topic during the course of this show today. Let's kick things going with big news right now. What are the headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news right now. Tuesday, February 27th. The second to last day of the month of February. Worst month of the year. The day after the NHL trade deadline. And the Avs win at home. 3-1 3-1 over the Vancouver Canucks. Nathan McKinnon with two goals. Long lead pass for Tennant. He may have a breakaway deep into the avalanche. Oh, shoots. Hit the post. Rebound into the corner. McKinnon brings it up ice. A little two on four with Ranson. And McKinnon got through a check and shoots. And scores! Oh, my goodness. Nathan McKinnon puts the abs on top. 2-0 with the wrister inside the near post. That was a huge momentum turn last night because it looked like Vancouver was going to tie that puppy up, hits the post, and McKinnon comes back the other way for a two-goal lead. Yesterday, the Avs on the trade deadline didn't do much. They acquired a defenseman off waivers. They trade Chris Bigra to the Rangers for another young defenseman. Other than that, quiet day on the Avalanche front. So you look at the trade deadline, not a whole lot out there and, and not a whole lot that you really wanted to do because you're staying the course. That was our decision. That was the plan. And uh, we got a lot younger uh, in the summer. We got a lot younger in November uh, when we made the Matt Duchesne trade. And we want to stay the course. Uh, this is a fun team to watch. Again, two minor deals for the Avs yesterday. Chris Bigra, who's a second-round pick, sent to the Rangers in exchange for Ryan Graves, another youngster. And they pick up Mark Alt a defenseman off the waiver wire. Nuggets and Clippers tonight at Pepsi Center. Late game, 8.30. Michael Malone, again, with the following offer. National TV game against the Clippers, a team that we are fighting with to make the playoffs. Any fan that comes to the Pepsi Center that night, Vic, we're going to give a $10 voucher for them to use at their discretion. That is us saying thank you for making the Pepsi Center one of the toughest places to play in the NBA. Ten bucks off if you buy a ticket tonight. I think it's a must win for the Nuggets. We'll go into detail on that. A couple other news and notes. We mentioned Larry Eustachie officially resigning as the head coach of the CSU Rams. My hot take is on what the Rams do next. What kind of coach would you like to see up in Fort Collins? Who are some of the candidates? 
Who would I like to see up there? I'll give you a name when we come back. Uh, the Rapids on the second end of a home-and-home home in that CONCACAF thing. Uh, they, they play the Toronto squad in Toronto tonight. Of course, the Rapids lost the first game 2 nothing, which means with that scoring situation, they got to win either 3 nothing or 4-1 to advance to the next round. Meanwhile... The NFL Combine starts in earnest today as teams and players start arriving in Indianapolis. I think half of it is what you see on film, and the other half is figuring out what kind of guy it is. And in college, you're allowed to be a kid. You know, you come to the NFL, and the expectation levels rise. What gets you here is your swagger and your confidence as a quarterback. If you got a chance to play in the NFL, and that's what gets you here, and you can't be afraid of it. Let's be honest. What is the NFL Combine? It's also known as early tampering period. That's when the uh, front office types get to hang out with agents and talk about free agency. That's that's what it is. I know that they focus on these players and they're assessing all the talent, but more important than the combine are the private workouts. That's where they really get to know what they want. Well, they do all these interviews, and it was telling that John Elway talked there about, uh, you know, part of it's watching the film and seeing what you can do physically, but the other part of it is figuring out what kind of guy you are. Did they just totally whiff on that aspect of the evaluation on Paxton Lynch? Yeah, you know, you would think that if you're interested in a first-round quarterback and move up to get that first-round quarterback, I would have eight psychology tests ready to go before anything. Yeah, and the other thing he said there is in college you're allowed to be a kid. Now, I'm reading into it, but my interpretation of that is Paxton Lynch still is acting like a kid and thinks he's a kid. And that doesn't fly at the pro level. I, I just, it, for, for one little snippet, and we've heard it before, uh, there was a lot in that from John Elway that makes me scratch my head. Uh, and let me make one distinction. I opened the show by talking about how much of a pleasure it was playing pickup last night with the kids up at CU and I called them millennials. Apparently I've not identified them correctly. They are not millennials. According to Louise, uh, any kids born on or before or after 97 are referred to as Generation Z. I'm, I'm new to this. Well, we first segment, we already learned something. We just learned How about Generation that? Z? How about that? Is this any relation to that Dragon Ball Z a video game? I'll call this the video game generation. How's that? I think we've had multiple of those in a row. When we come back, our piping hot takes, and later on the show, Jeff Legwald on the Combine. He'll be covering it. Matt Moore from the Action NBA Network and Lauren Gardner on what the Avs did last night and what they need to do from here. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of Crackman and Harris, looking back on the Avalanche and their matchup against the Vancouver Canucks, plus getting you ready for the Nuggets and the Clippers this evening. Big game for Denver, big night for Crackman and Harris. That's right, Nate's taking me out on a date. Get all the particulars where we're going to go beforehand. Plus, we'll bring you the latest news from the Combine. What are the Broncos thinking? What are the Broncos doing? You'll hear it here on Crackman and Harris. I may have to rethink my Tuesday night. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season. 
and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. Denver's real estate market is booming, and you may be able to cash in with an investment in yourself and your career. Axiom Academy will train you to be a successful, in-demand, certified home inspector. You could earn upwards of $85,000 a year part-time. Visit LearnWithTheAcademy.com to find out how an investment in yourself can pay off in the booming Denver real estate market. That's LearnWithTheAcademy.com. Guys, time to look your best and feel your best in the new year. Time to contact Grossman Caprero Plastic Surgery. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. A lot of men have been going to Grossman Caprero to get and keep their professional and personal edge, and they're thrilled. And you will be, too. Board certified, decades of experience and knowledge. Finally take control and look great starting this year. Do what I and many others have done. Schedule a consultation today and find out if plastic surgery is right for you. Go to BeautifulMe.com. That's BeautifulMe.com. It was all about the passing game. Doug was very much a motion coach. you got to run. It opens things up. The only mistake you can make in the passing game is standing still. Doug Moe. Players liked it. Running gun. Fans liked it. Wear the opponent out. The Nuggets all-time winning his coach. Offensively, our whole goal was to get it up quick as possible. Don't let the defense set up. And if you hold the ball, you're probably going to come and sit with Doug. Moe. The life and times of the Nuggets won. A kind coach premiering Sunday, March 11th at 6 p.m. on Altitude TV. Veterans, it's time to take advantage of the VA benefits you deserve. Hey, it's Mark Mosier for American Financing, and we thank you for your service and want to see you receive the greatest savings when it comes to owning a home on the land you once defended. When using your VA benefits, there is no down payment or mortgage insurance required. Plus, you'll receive some of the lowest rates in the industry. Already in a mortgage? No problem. You can refinance any existing mortgage into a VA loan while receiving access to 100% of your home's value. That's greater than any other loan program can offer. And even though it's called a VA loan, it's available to active duty military and spouses. So you don't have to wait to take advantage of such incredible savings. A salary-based mortgage consultant will listen to your financial goals and will customize a program that fits your needs. Just call American Financing at 303-695-7000. 6957000 or AmericanFinancing.net, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. And MLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Nick Backridge here from Sus Buick GMC. We know you can buy a car or truck anywhere. We all pay the same price for new vehicles. But at Sus Buick GMC, the difference is the people. No loud screaming out low payments with misleading and confusing disclaimers and fees. At Sus, we don't have any fees, just the price plus tax, that's it. Those are the numbers. Sus Buick GMC, selling new Buicks and GMCs and the best pre-owned selection around. Real people, real prices, go figure. Sus Buick GMC on Havana, Mississippi. Visit us at sus.net. The Altitude 950 traffic update. A big delay this morning with an accident blocking the left two lanes eastbound I-270 just after I-25. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. That accident is affecting the eastbound lanes of the Boulder Turnpike. Stop traffic between Sheridan and I-25. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change their world, and it will change your own. Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. 
Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. That was much better. Yeah, he was much better. You know, that he had some... You know, he had some um, a couple turnovers that, you know, he could tell he's still fighting the puck a little bit, but he played physical, he worked hard, he was competitive. So I thought it was a much better game from him. That's Jared Bednar on the play of uh, Nikita Zadorov, who uh, produced last night, didn't make any glaring mistakes as the Avs go on to win 3-1. The coach, of course, will join us tomorrow morning at uh, 7.30, as he does every week. Uh, tomorrow's going to be a big day for the Avs. Calgary at home. The Flames, two points ahead of the Avs in the standings right now. Um, big blow last night for everybody chasing that wild card in the Avs situation. The LA Kings were losing to the Vegas Knights 2-0 in the third, and you're thinking, okay, good, good, need this. LA's in that chase. Then they score two late goals in the third, send it to overtime, and win it in overtime. So the Kings come out of nowhere, pick up two points, and... You're watching that scoreboard closely because that's what you do this time of year. And any Avs fan had to be rooting against the Kings. They win a big one, which means that makes tomorrow's game even that more important. Don't, if I if I'm calling tonight's Nuggets game a must win, the Avs game is also a must win tomorrow. Oh no doubt, no doubt. I mean, there's a potential four point swing for the and you're going up against the team you're chasing, so it's a monster, monster game. And you have to make make up for the poor performance you had days ago up in Calgary, but. Did you take the fact that the that the St. Louis Blues traded away Paul Stastny needs a little bit of them waving the white flag because that yeah, impacts sure. the wild card chase too? Sure. I mean they've lost six in a row. Okay, the Blues are in a bit of a free fall right now. You're right. Uh, at the same time, they needed to figure out what they wanted to do going down the road because Stastny becomes a free agent next year, so they're not going to hold on to him if they know they're not going to resign him. But you're right. You're right. If you're letting guys go like that, uh, the flag may be waving. Yeah, they were, uh, they were sellers at the deadline. We debated what the, what the abs would do. They were, you know, I mean, they made a couple of minor moves, but essentially they, they were in neutral. Uh, the, the, the blues look like a team that, hey, you know what? We don't think we're going to get this wild card and we're going to wave the white flag. Isn't it interesting how some teams decide to back down while other teams go for it? I mean, Winnipeg's going for it. Clearly. Well, and I think part of it is, you know, it's the window that John Elway never likes to talk about. But, you know, I think Winnipeg looks at it and says, hey, we're we're in that window. And then I think part of it, too, is it's obviously it's expectations, right? The, the abs are sitting in a spot where, hey, making a run here and chasing the eighth seed, that's big for them. That would be a, a monster improvement and a, and a huge accomplishment. If you're St. Louis being in the race for the eighth seed, eh, it's really not. That's not what you came into the year aspiring to do. Perhaps they have bigger expectations because they have more veterans on that squad, and it's just a different makeup. I get it. Yeah. For the Avs, given what they've got, if they sneak into the playoffs, it's a huge, huge deal. So I get it, man. Uh, the Nuggets, meanwhile, man, every time I look at these Western Conference teams that are chasing and competing with the Nuggets, everybody wins. I mean, last night, look at last night's stupid Thunder win again. They beat Orlando. The stupid Pelicans win again. They beat Phoenix. They've won six straight. The Brow had 53 points, 18 boards, and five blocks. Stupid T-Wolves won again. They beat Sacktown. Every team keeps winning, which means, again, tonight against the Clip Joint, who've been pretty hot of late, must win for the Nuggets. Do you see it the same way? Uh Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You, you have to keep teams that are in the rearview mirror 
in the rearview mirror so you can keep looking out that front window, Vic. Oh, geez. How about that? You know, somebody referenced that quote on the post game show with Dover the other day. Hey, it's catching on. People, it's, 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 it's a, it's the philosophy for the Nuggets. It's a good philosophy for life. Somebody said, as uh, Manchester always said. At least they gave me credit. I appreciate that. I mean, you know, normally people just steal my phrases or <laughs> my hot takes and take them as their own a week or two later. Again, later in the show, Jeff Legwald from the Combine, Matt Moore Action, NBA Network. A lot of, a lot of things I want to talk to Matt Moore about and Lauren Gardner on the Avs. Right now it's time for our piping hot takes. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter and Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. All right, a couple things on this uh, Larry Eustachy ouster up at CSU. Contract being bought out for seven hundred and fifty grand. He still had three years left on the deal. They owed him over three million, so to get out for seven hundred and fifty is a pretty good bargain for the uh, CSU Rams. But the question twofold here: Who uh, replaces Eustace? I'll get to that in a moment. And his coaching style: Is it um, antiquated? Is it something that is no longer tolerated? What is his coaching style? As uh, many people said, he, he, he was much too abrasive, uh, throwing. Hands at the wall, letting his players have it. I mean, just going crazy. At one point, there's a couple quotes I read here about how he handled certain players, referring to them by certain names, body parts, whatever. If you've ever been coached in sports, you've always had that guy, that coach. I know I did. I had several of those coaches. Hell, I didn't even know my name. I thought it was a curse word growing up. That's the way they handled it. Now, big difference though, and this is from the text line, and I do agree with this texter, whoever you are. Big difference between tough but fair and coaches who are abusive because they can't control their emotions and have a sadistic streak, those coaches are not good. Coaches should be role models for student players, not a-holes who make their life miserable because they can get away with it. That creates petty dictators later in life. Wow. One, I don't think, creates the other. But I get it. The sadistic types are the worst. But I have no problem with coaches who curse. I have no problem with coaches who get loud. I have no problem with coaches that call you names. I think it toughens you up. You hear about it all the time. Guys say later in life it toughened me up. If you read the article in the Denver Post today, a lot of former and current CSU Rams players die for guys like Larry Eustace, Gian Clavel who's in the NBA today, said, quote, players need to understand that I did it his way, and look what I got. I'm in the NBA. Daniel Bejarano, same deal. He yells, big deal. Other players can't handle it. And in this climate, in this world, you can't go down that route anymore. You see it everywhere. Coaches are getting fired for being abusive. But there's a big difference between yelling, screaming, coaching, and being sadistic. And that texture has it right. So now, who takes over for Eustachy? If you're a CSU Rams fan this morning, feel free to text us 30933 or call the show. Uh, plenty of candidates out there. By the way, did you read Jack Graham's comments on this? Jack Graham. I did. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, let me get to that right now. Jack Graham is the former CSU AD who hired Eustachy. And did, and the, wanted, 
original investigation, right? Yeah. Wanted to fire him in 2014. So here's what Jack Graham said upon the resignation. Quote, the Eustachy era started on my watch. I hired him. I'm sorry he was allowed to take control of another four classes of young men for what they had to endure. I'm thankful there won't be any more. Good night. Yeah. He tried to fire him once before. It didn't work. So, anyway, finally happened. Who takes over for Eustachy up at CSU? I'm seeing the list of candidates, and it changes often, and you're going to hear a lot of names. You know, I, I've heard this name, and, and you tell me what you think. Becky Hammond. Now, would it be a noble move? Would it be a, a groundbreaking move to bring in a former CSU Rams women's player and have her take over the men's program? She's an assistant coach in San Antonio, for crying out loud. She's learning under one of the best in Greg Popovich. I just don't think that would work. For numerous reasons. You gotta be a head coach. You gotta have that experience. Look at the Broncos situation. Look at many others. I think being a head coach, especially at the collegiate level, when you're in charge of so many other things, including recruiting. That's the thing I would worry about. X's and O's, I think Becky Hammond oh, would be great. She Dealing could with talk the players, X's and O's with anybody. She would be great. My concern would be she hasn't recruiting. been out on the recruiting trail. Right? Recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. That is basketball. Hell, look at you, Stacy's track record at CSU. Okay? He got to the NCAA tournament one time, second round, in 2012, 2013. That was his first season at CSU. He did it with Tim Miles recruits. Never got back to the tournament again. He did it that first year. It's all about recruiting, which is why when I look at this list of coaching candidates, I like the guys who are proven recruiters. I like Nico Medved, a former uh, Tim Miles protege, who's now the coach at Drake. He's a recruiter. He's got Drake playing good ball right now. I like Jeff Linder, who is the head coach at Northern Colorado. He's got his boys at 19 and 10, one win away from a 20-win season, 10 and 6 in the big sky. He's a recruiter. You know, he helped recruit Damian Lillard at Weber. Helped recruit a lot of good players. The last time an in-state school, a big school, took a UNC coach, fellow by the name of Tad Boyle. That worked out pretty good. So I like guys with proven track records in the art of recruiting. That's how you win in college basketball. I'd love to hear your name. Send them in, 30933. Who replaces Larry Eustachy at CSU? Next hot take. It's Manchester's Hot Take. All right, Vic, I'm going to have to keep this quick. But if you're Jeff Breidich, what player on the Rockies roster are you most concerned about keeping happy? Of course. It is your third baseman who's under uh, contract questions here for the next couple years. Yeah. Nolan Arenado, keeping him happy, making him want to stay in Colorado, making him want to remain a Rocky would be uh, mission one if I am Jeff Breidich. Interesting comments today from Nolan in the newspaper. Patrick Saunders had an article about how the third baseman misses Carlos Gonzalez. Quote, I think it would be safe to say that everyone here misses him really badly. Specifically, they talk about the fact that he keeps things light in the clubhouse. The Rockies are a team this year heading into the season that for the first time in ages, probably the first time since 08 or maybe 2010, they have expectations. They made it to the postseason last year. People expect them to build upon that this year. They're expected to compete for the, for the National League West. They're expected to compete for a wild card. That can make players tight. You need to have a guy around that helps keep things loose, a veteran who knows, hey, you know what? It's just one game. Let's go get him tomorrow. That kind of mentality, that kind of attitude. Carlos Gonzalez was that guy. And I understand he didn't have 
a great season last year. He had a down season. But let, let me just remind you what his numbers were in September. He hit 377, six home runs, 12 doubles, 16 runs driven in. He picked it up at the end of the year. Yeah, he had that hole that he dug to start the season, but he got better and better as the year went on. The Rockies currently have a payroll that's $31 million less than it was last year. There's some players that still have to hit, post-arbitration, all that kind of stuff. It's weird to compute. I don't have time to get into it. But they have the money. They need a guy like Carlos Gonzalez on this roster, not only for his bat, not only for his glove, not only for his defense out in that big outfield at Coors Field, but he's one of those glue guys. He's a clubhouse guy. Keep Nolan Arenado happy. Jeff Breidich, go ink Carlos Gonzalez to a deal. Hey, you don't have to convince me, but I think all this time that's gone by without signing, I, I think it's all a, not a ploy, but hey, let's see what the market dictates. Let's see what other teams offer cargo. And then the, the Rockies will play the game. If no other offers are made, that benefits the Rockies. They can wait as long as they please. No, I, I'm with you, but March 1st is Thursday. At some point, you need to stop playing the waiting game and start finalizing what this roster is going to be. Yeah. That would be a, that would be a move I would applaud. But again, it's not like Cargo's sitting at home watching reruns of Family Feud. He's in the cage. He's working. I get it. I get it. He's fine. But it would be a good addition. It would be a smart move. All right, let's discuss uh, our hot takes. I, I, again, two things about that CSU coaching vacancy. Who would you like to see as the next coach of the Rams? And how do you want your coaches to coach? Are you the kind, I'm getting a few texts right now, are you the kind of person who wants to be pushed, who doesn't mind getting yelled at, cursed at, or are you offended by that stuff? I'm, I'm very eager to hear from all of you, all age groups, your experiences with coaches in high school and college, and what they meant to you. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. It's Altitude 950. Piping Hot Takes has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. Were you underpaid or denied by your insurance company after that hailstorm last May? Well, you need the C3 Group. They're a team of private insurance adjusters and property claim experts that work only for you, not your insurance company. So don't let your insurance company tell you what they're willing to pay for your claim. The C3 Group will ensure you receive what they're required to pay. Call the C3 Group, 303-670-2710. That's 303-670-2710. The C3 Group, 303-670-2710. Hey, this is Jerry from Colorado Off-Road. Riley Dixon, putter for the Denver Broncos. Why do you shop Colorado Off-Road? I've always been taken very good care of. Your staff is always walking around with a smile. They've always helped me out with everything I needed from exhaust to tires to tonneau covers for the back of my truck. Colorado Off-Road has always taken very good care of me. Thanks, Riley. We appreciate that. We always want our customers walking out with a smile on their face, happy and taken care of. Located in Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, behind Phil Long. Colorado Off-Road. Have you ever thought to yourself, oh, sure, another health club, big bucks for the same old stuff? Well, I'm talking with Chad from Vasa Fitness. What makes Vasa Fitness different? What really makes us different, and it's something that people in the industry have been trying to figure out for years, but it's this simple as fixed, friendly, and clean. And that's what we actually focus a lot of our attention on is that smile when you walk through the front door. Well, they leave with a smile. And we am happy, and they're smiling on the way out that you did. You changed their life. You made a difference in their life. And what maybe was a tough day, or maybe they're going through a stream going, you know what? I feel better because I left Vasa. And I left Vasa. I like that. That's the goal, right? Feeling good? What does it cost to join? The biggest response we get when people come into our doors is, 
what's the catch? And the memberships are either $9.99 a month, and that includes just the weights and cardio, or it's $19.99 a month, and that includes everything in the gym, pool, sauna, steam room, jacuzzi, basketball, racquetball classes, cycle classes. Tell us about the uh, fitness cinema. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's full surround sound. It's just like a movie theater. And we have cardio equipment in there. It takes your mind off what you're doing, and you can actually do cardio for a longer period of time. It works on me. And that's all included. Everything's included for the 1999. So a lot of times people come in and get, I get all this for 1999. No contracts. No contract. Wow. I know. Okay. So Vasa Fitness is definitely not big bucks for the same old, same old. Can I do a free trial? Yeah. If you want to download a pass, you just go online and click on the pass. And download it to your phone and then you just come in, come in and experience what I'm talking about. And it, what you're going to find is you're going to find a culture that is fix friendly clean. Thanks for being here, Chad. Go to vasafitness.com, V-A-S-A fitness.com and download your free pass. Larry H. Miller Chrysler Dodge Jeep 104th is Colorado's first choice with over 1,000 new vehicles to choose from on 17 acres. We guarantee the best prices and lowest payments in the state. Hey, it's Bo. It's where my daughter and I got our last two vehicles. They took care of me. They'll take care of you with the best prices and lowest payments in the state. That can't be beat. Being the number one volume dealer has its perks, and we're passing them on to you. Come on in to see for yourself why we're Colorado's first choice, conveniently located off I-25 and 104th. Larry H. Miller Chrysler Dodge Jeep 104th or LHMDenverJeep.com. Construction season is in full swing, and Brandon Sand and Gravel is ready and able to hire now. Paid training starts as soon as pre-employment is complete. So plan on attending the hiring event Saturday, March 10th from 9 to 3 at Brandon Sand and Gravel at 5880 Lippin Street in Denver. Brandon has endless opportunities for all levels and will be performing on-site interviews and making immediate job offers. All offers are contingent on background check, drug screening, and physical. So make plans to attend the huge hiring event at Brandon Sand and Gravel Saturday, March 10th from 9 to 3 at 5880 Lippin Street in Denver. The Altitude 950 traffic update. An accident has now been moved off to the right shoulder eastbound I-270 after I-25, so that's good news. But it did back up traffic on eastbound Boulder Turnpike between Sheridan and I-25. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. Watch for activity with an accident clearing. It's reported on the ramp from eastbound C-470 to University. Every child is full of potential, but poverty will steal that potential from a child. You can change that when you become a Compassion sponsor. Go to Compassion.com slash radio to sponsor a child now i'm chris mclaughlin with traffic on altitude 950 altitude 950 denver's all sports station text us at 30933 to join the show i like the guys who are proven recruiters i like nico medved a former uh, tim miles protege who's now the coach of drake he's a recruiter he's got drake playing good ball right now i like jeff linder who is the head coach and Northern Colorado. He's got his boys at 19 and 10, one win away from a 20 win season, 10 and 6 in the big sky. He's a recruiter. You know, he helped recruit Damian Lillard at Weber. Helped recruit a lot of good players. That's my piping hot take, who I expect to be named the new head coach at CSU. Not who I expect, who I, who I think they should do, who I, where they should go. I, I like the recruiting type because college basketball in my book, James, is 80%, almost 90% recruiting. You gotta have the players. Yeah, and you have to have those connections. You have to know the high school coaches, all those kind of things. Now, that doesn't mean somebody like Becky Hammond couldn't come in though and hire assistants who have those connections. I mean, they, they, she certainly could, could put together a staff that, 
would help her with recruiting and could make that viable. But I, I tend to agree with you. It's all about the, it's all about the guys you have on the roster. So coaches who have been out there and, you know, on the recruiting trail, I think is, uh, would be beneficial. I, I tend, I tend to lead toward Jeff Linder, but that's because he has North Glen ties. Listen, Becky has done wonders. Okay. She's a trailblazer. She's a, a female assistant in the NBA for crying out loud. Nothing but respect for her and her knowledge of the game. But you telling me that after spending time in the NBA, you're going to suddenly move to Division One basketball and recruit? No, I don't think so. I think it would be it would it would be incumbent on her to, like I say, put together a staff of assistants who have deep ties on the recruiting trail. I think that would be that would be paramount. Now, the worst thing I think CSU can do here. You still have to coach. You still have to have somebody who will motivate, inspire, influence. I hope the Rams don't go 180 here and go get a touchy-feely coach. You know, I I, I hope they're not going to go get some yoga coach. Let's do yoga every day. The Rick Neuheisel type? Well, I, I just don't... I don't know, dude. I just think that coaching is coaching and it, it all depends on the, on the kid See, and how he takes coaching. Here's, all the, right? here's the problem I have with this you Stacy conversation though. I, I, I think people who defend him or people who like you, who, you know, maybe are critical of today's generation. I'm not defending his sadistic nature uh, as one person described. I'm, I'm defending language. I, a coach's language should not dictate whether he's in effect. If a coach curses, big deal. Well, he didn't get fired or didn't resign because he curses. That's not why he's out. And and you had demanding coaches. I had demanding coaches or teachers or parents or whatever the case may be, uh, bosses. And you look back and say, man, I didn't like that guy at the time, but he sure did wonders for me and helped me grow as a person. We all have those people in our life. But we don't look back on that and say, you know what? Coach so-and-so, I didn't like him at the time, but, man, I appreciate him now. I really appreciated him throwing that can of pop across the locker room. I really appreciated him calling me uh, nasty names. I really appreciated him uh, insulting me personally. That's not what it's about. Those coaches made an impact on us because they were demanding. They set a standard. They established that, hey, this is the way you do things. This is the way that, here's the right way. And we're not going to, we're not going to deviate from that. We're not going to let things slide. This is what we're going to do. I have no problem with demanding. I prefer demanding. I think demanding is what is needed, but demanding and being uh, a, a, a guy who's abusive, they don't go hand in hand. Yeah. You don't have to bring in just because you had a guy who was chucking full cans of pop across locker rooms at, at, at the chalkboard doesn't mean you have to bring in a guy who, you know, is going to hug trees and do yoga. I, well, I don't think difference. that's the alternative. Different. Here's the difference, James. I think a coach, much like a teacher, uh, any role model, parent to kid role model, has to have the kid's best interest in mind in the end, right? And I have the perfect example for you. And this is not even a college kid. It's the pros. Who was the biggest <laughs> cursor you remember as a local coach here in Denver? Doug Moe. Doug Moe would F you up and down, right? Yep. He would throw every colorful word in the book at his players. But at the end of the day, you ask every single one of them, and we have when that documentary comes out in 12 days, you ask them what they think of Doug Moe. He loved them. He loved them because they all knew it came from a good place. They all knew that he had 
their best interest in mind. I get and it. That is the difference between pushing your players and just being stupid. You I, know, I it's get these it. Coaches but, that are just stupid for no reason. But they don't love Doug Moe because of his cursing. That's not why they love him. They don't look back and go, man, you know what? Love I really loved they, his colorful language. He had their best language. interest in mind. They knew that he meant best. But if it meant that they got cursed up and down during a turnover, a bad play, a bad game, so be it. Don't cry. There's too many players that cry. I get it, but is that why Larry Stacey isn't at CSU? Because I don't know all the details. No, I don't know all the details. There obviously is a lot more than that. Come on. But, but do you find it odd? Let me ask you, do you find it odd that he's got more players supporting him than there are ripping him? His former players are all coming out saying, he helped me grow. Again, I just referenced Gian Clavel, who's in the NBA. He said, I wouldn't be in the NBA if Larry Eustacia didn't push me the way he did. I, I mean, what do you say about those those guys who defend him to the very end? I, I don't think it's a, a simple black and white question of, is Larry Eustacey a good person, a good coach, or a bad person and a bad coach? I think he did some very good things. I think there are part of him that there are parts of him that are a demanding coach that helped guys develop and make the most of their ability and get the most out of their talents. I do think he has those traits, but I think Larry Eustacey, based on the fact that he's been investigated now twice, based on what Jack Graham tweeted out yesterday, I think Larry Eustacey crossed the line from being demanding to being, I don't know if sadistic is the right word, but doing things that aren't appropriate. And it's not about 2018. Those things weren't appropriate in 1998, 1978, 1958. Did we put up with them then? Yeah. Should we have? No. It's better that we don't put up with those things. So, yes, he had positive impact on kids, and he deserves credit for that. But if you cross a certain line, you shouldn't be allowed to be in contact with Young people who are developing and turning from from kids into grown men. That's not the role you should be in. You shouldn't be in that position. Okay, I, I get it. 5831 writes in, my seventh grade football coach told us after a 41-7 scrimmage, this was back in 1981, so we're about the same age, my friend, after a 41-7 loss in a scrimmage that our next practice will make us wish we died and went to hell. We ran and ran and ran. It was fine. We survived, and I'm a well-adjusted adult. Now, the part about wishing you died and went to hell was a bit excessive. Running after a loss, no problem with that. Man, I, dude, when I was in sixth grade, we had a coach. He gave us nicknames. I mean, and they were all bad words. We laughed. We thought it was funny, but we knew that he loved us. Nobody would have a problem with Larry Stacy after a blowout saying, hey guys, the next practice, you're going to wish you had died and gone to hell because I'm going to run you up and down the court and then taking him out there and running him up and down the court. Nobody would have a problem with that. So th- that's the issue I have with this this conversation is that if people all of a sudden, if if you if you're not on, in Larry Stacey's camp here, you're soft and you can't you can't handle yeah, any yelling, you can't type, handle though, any James, running. Come on, I know your type. You said it from the get go. You don't like to be yelled at. You don't like authority. You don't like it. Be honest. I don't like. I don't you like do authority. Well, you would not do well in the military. Absolutely not. See, I mean, and that's a difference. I I like authority. I like someone yelling at me. Oh, you do not. That's a good point. Just for radio purposes, we're back after this. Okay, you're at that point now. I have a friend of mine who has to sell a house and move into a house and has to do it quickly. I got just the guy for you. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call. Why? Because he's going to make you the following offer. He will put your home at a price and a time to sell it. And if you don't get it done, 
He'll cut you a check for $5,000. That's how confident he is. He's confident in his marketing system to sell homes. Give him a call today, 720-600-6244. No obligation, no high pressure, no risk here for you. 720-600-6244. Altitude 950 is the Nugget Station. Pass over to Murray, wide open three. Give it to him. And every week, we've got head coach Michael Malone. I have to give a huge shout-out to all of our fans. Our attendance is up 25%. We owe it to our fans. On Tuesday night, national TV game against the Clippers. Any fan that comes to the Pepsi Center that night, Vic, we're going to give a $10 voucher. You want to buy a beer, a soda, a pretzel, nacho, whatever it is. Yeah! Thank you for making the Pepsi Center one of the toughest places to play in the NBA. Listen for Coach Malone Wednesday at 7.15 with Vic Lombardi. Of the only station that gives you this much much access to your Denver Nuggets. Altitude 950. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney and, more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Have you heard of thousands of people earning money with a second home? Companies like Airbnb have created a whole new industry for people to tap into the multi-billion dollar industry of renting. If a second home purchase has not crossed your mind, it should, because you could easily make a couple thousand dollars more each month if you list your second home for rent or as a vacation property. Hey, it's Mark Mosher for my friends at American Financing. Real estate has consistently been a great investment, and qualifying for a second home may be easier than you think. Interest rates remain low, and you can put as little as 10% down. That's right, 10% down. A second home could be more consistent than stocks. A savvy investment, if you ask me. But don't just take my word for it. Talk to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing. Call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net. The official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Larry H. Miller Ram Truck Center Hard Fork is Colorado's first choice with over 1,000 new vehicles to choose from on 17 acres. We guarantee the best prices and lowest payments in the state. That's right, best prices and lowest payments in the state. That can't be beat. Hey, it's Bo, and that's where I shop for my Ram Trucks. Being the number one volume dealer has its perks, and we're passing them on to you. Come on in and see for yourself why we're Colorado's first choice. Conveniently located off I-25 and 104th, Larry H. Miller Ram Truck Center or RamDenver.com. Denver's real estate market is booming, and you may be able to cash in with an investment in yourself and your career. Axiom Academy will train you to be a successful, in-demand, certified home inspector. You could earn upwards of $85,000 a year part-time. Visit LearnWithTheAcademy.com to find out how an investment in yourself can pay off in the booming Denver real estate market. That's LearnWithTheAcademy.com. Home of the Avalanche. Last night, the Avalanche were on the ice. Here's the highlight of the game, brought to you by Xfinity. Get up-to-the-minute scores and stats right on your TV with the sports app on Xfinity X1. A little two-on-four with Ranson and McKenna got through a check and shoots and scores! Oh, my goodness! Nathan McKinnon! Puts the abs on top, 2-0 with the wrister inside the near post. The highlight of the game, brought to you by Xfinity. 
Altitude 950 traffic update. Watch for a delay on 6th Avenue. Traffic is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's a crash clearing off the right lane eastbound 6th at Garrison, keeping traffic slow from Kipling on through to Garrison. You have slowing on eastbound Boulder Turnpike between Sheridan and Federal, where there's an accident clearing eastbound Highway 36 Boulder Turnpike at Federal. 85 million adults in America have high blood pressure. Get back on your treatment plan. Visit LowerYourHBP.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its high blood pressure awareness partners. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. McKinnon, he'll hold on the near side and work it to the circle. Cross ice pass shot. Score! Miko Ranton in the one-timer. And the Avs have taken a one-nothing lead. It's a power play goal. Nice dub by the Avs last night at home, 3-1 over Vancouver. Sets up a heck of a game tomorrow night at Pepsi Center. The Calgary Flames come to town. Flames are two points ahead of the Avs in the standings. Avs have a game in hand. Saw what the Flames did to the Avs last weekend in Calgary, so they owe them one. It's, uh, man, one of those momentum games that you need down the stretch. you got to have it down the stretch. Now, we, we talk a lot about, oh, is it a must-point game? Is it a must-win game? Let's just look at it this way. Is that the biggest game of the season so far? Yeah. Every game from here on out is the biggest game of the season. That's what's stupid about this. Every game that's consequential to you making the playoffs or not becomes the biggest game of the season. Yeah, but you, you, you're also playing against a team that just beat you. Uh, that that you're is ahead chasing, of you in the standings. And it's a, it's a four-point game. It's a four-point swing. I think it's the biggest game of the year. It's the biggest game at Pepsi Center in quite some time. I mean, it, 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 you'd have to go back a while to find a game that uh, had more importance than this one. Uh, it's it's just it's a monster game. You know what? One of the reasons we're talking about the playoffs and including both the Nuggets and the Avs in the conversation here as we approach the month of March, which is everything we wanted, right? Especially yep. for yep. for our talk radio show. You want to talk playoffs with these two teams. The very reason we're even having that conversation this morning is because of the inroads they've made at home, both teams. The Nuggets at home are 24-8. and The Avs at home are 21-8-1. and They're 11-1 and in their last 12. What both teams have done at home, on home ice and on home court, is the only reason. We're having this conversation today. So kudos to both of them. We challenged them at the beginning of the year. You got to take care of things at home, and they have. Well, no doubt, but it also ties back into the conversation we had with the Russell Westbrook thing and the Celtics fans in town and all that kind of stuff. It's incumbent upon the teams to put forth a product that people want to come watch. So that is, it comes in two different ways. One, winning. You could play the most boring brand of basketball or hockey known to man and if you win every time out people are going to come watch it people love to watch winners but it's winning and then it's playing an entertaining style of basketball or hockey and both teams do that both teams take advantage of the altitude both teams are fun to watch when you go down to pepsi center you get your money's worth hey abs fans your boys need you tomorrow night man they're going to need you against calgary much like nuggets fans tonight 8 30 national television we told you what Michael Malone is doing. Told you time and time again, if you buy a ticket, 10 bucks to purchase whatever you please at the concessions. Big game for both teams here in the consecutive days. Quickly, back to our topic at hand. Um, Larry Eustachie 
resigning as the head coach of the CSU Rams basketball team, taking a payout of 750 grand. Let me ask you one fundamental question here, because I'm going to read some of these texts. Great texts coming in, 30933, just about the coaching style you had and you like. Do you think we're having this talk about a new coach if Larry Eustachy wins? If he's in the tournament every other year? Remember, he only made one NCAA tournament as the coach at CSU, and he did it in his first year, got to the second round. He did it with Tim Miles recruits. Well, since then, he got to the NIT twice, and that's it. Got off to a bad start this year. But if he's winning consistently, if he's 20 wins and up every year, are we even having this conversation about him being the former CSU coach? The realist in me says no. Of course not. I of don't think we are. Of course not. I don't think we are. Of now, course that doesn't not. mean we shouldn't be having the conversation. Well, perhaps his coaching style led to his demise. Perhaps the the tactics he used, the way he handled his players, led to the poor record or the mediocre record, whatever you want to call it. It's not a poor record by any means. I mean, I'm looking at his resume right now. 26 and 9, 16 and 16 average. 27 and 7, pretty damn good. 18 and 16 average. 24 and 12, pretty damn good. And then 11 and 19 this year, um, much of which he didn't coach. So the resume says he's a pretty good coach. Pretty good, but not good enough to save his job. Yeah, but uh, look, re- reality suggests that if, a, if a, a team is winning, if a coach is winning, um, things aren't going to be scrutinized to the same degree. I understand that. All right, let me let me give you an example. Because this was in the Denver Post today. And I'm trying to find as many examples as I possibly can as to why Larry Eustachy was considered a short-fused, hot-tempered, crazy man. I'll read directly from the article here in the Post. In February 2017, one of his former players, Mac McDonald, I'm sorry, that's the former team trainer who um, sourced a lot of this behavior. McDonald informed the AD Parker, Joe Parker, that Eustachy's abusive behavior had continued, including an incident in which forward Fred Richardson was repeatedly called a crude term for weak in front of teammates and was driven to tears. Okay, so when I read that to you, you know what that term is, right? Come yes. All right, so you know what he's called. Yeah. Now, the kid cries about it. I, I never want to see a kid cry. But is that... Is that worthy of crying? I guess it's how he did it. But if somebody calls you that, do you cry? Uh, I don't know. Uh, th- that wouldn't be my reaction to it, I don't think. But here's the other part of that, right? This was after the initial investigation, if, if I have my timeline correct here. So you're already on thin ice. You already know everybody's watching. You already know that they put in place at least for a time where there had to be a, someone from the administration at every practice and they were filming practices and all those kind of things. And, and you're still doing those kind of things at practice. You're still treating your players that way. It shows an inability to change. It shows an inability to control himself. And look, do I think that's the worst thing in the world? No. Do I think that's like the Rutgers coach? I, I believe it was the Rutgers coach who, who was caught on film at practice kicking players and chucking basketballs at players and all those kind of things. No, I don't think it's on that same level, but it does suggest that, man, this is a guy who was out of control and couldn't change it. He couldn't temper it. And that's I, concerning. 
Yeah, well, I don't know, dude. Do you think of a coach? Do you remember where Kenyon Martin played his college basketball? Cincinnati, Bob Huggins. Yeah. Who's a crazy man himself. Yeah. You think, you think Bob Huggins ever cursed at Kenyon Martin, ever called him a term also known as weak? You, you ever think that ever happened? I don't know, because I don't know that Kenyon Martin would take that very well. well. What, that's my, what, how do you think Kenyon Martin would react? You think he'd cry? No, he would probably go right after Bob Huggins. Right? But you, you have to, dude, you have kids. You've coached teams. You know, you have to treat everybody a little bit differently. Right. Everybody has well, different here, buttons here, to push. Here's the text that came in, and I knew I was going to get this text. 2096. Instead of crying, would it be okay for the kid to kick the blank out of him? No, it wouldn't. No. It's his coach. It is, you know, it's his coach, like a teacher. It's like anybody else. It's a person of authority. It's these people. What? Somebody curses at you and you think you, you have a right to get physical? But here's the thing. It, it, you know, you hear these quotes and it's also in the, in the paper today. Uh, you Stacy treats you like a man. That's not treating you like a man. If somebody came up to me in the elevator today and called me that word, we're going to have a problem. That's well, a guy who's, some, a, he's abusing some, his authority, Vic. He, he, some he, he guy can out call of the you blue. that. But see, again, we're going back to um, each of our personalities. You can't handle authority. No, that's not true. I can't, I can't handle someone who abuses their authority, right? I don't like the fact that this guy knows he's in a position where I can't say anything back to him or I can't punch him in the nose because he's the coach. So he takes it, takes advantage of that and calls me whatever in the heck he wants to call me because it makes him feel better about himself. I, it, it just, it bugs, it bugs better me to no end. Again, if you know, and, and I'm referencing all the other players who played for this guy, and all of them, the guys that went on to bigger and better things, all of them come out and support, saying, okay, this coach had our best interest in mind. So here's another text that came in. Here's another, And I can't stand these kind of texts, because I'll fight with you all day on this. Where's the mutual respect? Well, how do you know it was a mutual respect? Just because a guy calls you a name doesn't mean he doesn't respect you. I can call you a name every day, James. I'll call you name right now. Doesn't mean I don't respect you. I understand. I understand. If you, if you, every time we went to commercial break, you called me that word that you say he was accused of calling someone, uh, we would probably come to blows, right? Because you're not in a position where you're the authority that I can't do anything to stand up for myself, right? We're, we're on the same plane. Roughly, and we can have that conversation and handle it like men. But he, that's what he talks about in here. Oh, he treats you like a man. No, he doesn't. He abuses his authority. And I have an, I have a story. We have to reset. I have a right. story I want to tell Good. you from when I was growing up. And you tell me if you think this was how a coach should have. No, I, and I'm glad we're having this conversation because trust me, there are coaches who cross the line all the time. But it all goes back to what your personal relationship is with that coach. If it's a bad one, if it's anchored on negative, it's never going to work. If you believe the coach has your best interest in mind, then I don't care what a coach calls me. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. We're back after this. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets are at Pepsi Center to take on the L.A. Clippers. Tip-off is at 8.30 with the pregame show, getting away at 8.05. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche. Got it again! Juked and jived all over the place! Nikola Jokic! Oh my goodness! A triple-double in the first half! And then went up and over T-Kettle! Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. 
You got the Vic Lombardi show coming up at uh, 8.15. We'll move things back a little bit here. At 8.15, we're going to do our three questions to glory. Three questions where you call the show, you pick the topic, you pick the subject matter. We'll ask you a question on that subject matter off the top of our heads, Manchester and I. And if you get all three correct, you're going to the Nuggets game tonight. Compliments of Altitude 950. So we'll do that here in about 15 minutes. Power Five's coming up momentarily. But first, you wanted to hit on a subject matter. Let me read a couple of these texts before you get to it regarding the Larry Eustachie resignation up at CSU. What makes a bad coach and a good coach? Uh, from 0927, this is not about bad coaching. It's not that conversation. It's a soft nation conversation, says the texter. Oh, Same reason the military has gone from boot camp to Boy Scouts. The wrong person with the money couldn't handle it. Yeah, the, the military has gone from boot camp to Boy Scouts. Okay, all right, I'm sure. Uh, I would love for this guy or gal, whoever is texting this in, uh, go run through a boot camp and see if you think it's a Boy Scouts. See if you think you're, you know, a wee below or whatever. Give me a Another break. texter says, Manchester, I will, I'll fight you in real life if you like. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I, I, it, it, this, this is the same thing. It's the same over machismo argument that we had when we had the, the Michael Crabtree thing. Where if you don't think it's cool that a guy got kicked out of a football game because he's bringing his beef from Dallas in July onto the field, well, then you're you know, soft. But it's, see, it, no, yeah, machismo, you're all about guys, talking it out. A, and I don't, sometimes it, you don't need to talk it out. My best lesson in my life, and again, you and I are going to differ on this, man. I was raised differently. When I was 12 years old, I stole something. I stole it near a Safeway near our house in North Denver. I'll never forget it. Went back to the store. My mom and dad found out. My dad walked me up to the storefront. The manager was right there. My dad pops me in the head, breaks my glasses in front of everybody. Changed my life. Never stole another thing since then. That act, you can call it abusive, call it whatever you want. That act, not what he said, not what he, but what he did. The act changed Listen, my life. I grew up in a household where if you, if we crossed the line, we got the belt. Okay. So we would be sitting in the church pew and my brother and I would be giggling and laughing. We'd look over at my dad and all he had to do was grab his belt buckle and move it a little bit just to remind us and we would sit up and fly right. So let's not give me the, I was, you know, raised with nothing but, uh, you know, uh, okay, kind well then, words so why does your stance pampering? change? Why does your stance change when it comes to coaching and it comes to everything else? I mean, I'm not saying I'll tell you. Let me let me tell you. Let me give you a story. Okay? Tell me your story. So my I went to Huron Junior High. So seventh, eighth, and ninth grade was was we weren't middle school. We were junior high. The the eighth grade football team was coached by the health the health teacher. He wait every, wait what wait what is a health teacher? I don't know. They would teach you sex ed and stuff. I don't know. I mean, whatever. You guys had a, like a like a. One teacher just for that? Yeah. So, like, you would three quarters out of the year, you'd go to gym. One quarter a year, you had health. And you had this guy. And he was just awful. He was just the one of the worst people ever. In, in, in class, he would just berate kids. He would just try and make kids look stupid. He just was a jerk. Just an absolute jerk. The kind of guy, if he walked down the hallway today, I'd want to punch him. And he was fine to me, but I didn't like the way he treated other people. But in, in, in the eighth grade football team, every year... It was a, it was a battle whether or not they'd have enough kids to play. And they were awful. The ninth grade football coach was the gym teacher mm-hmm. and he was demanding and he was, he was, he was a guy that wouldn't let little things slide. But 
kids came out in droves to play football for him, and typically the team was pretty good. One guy was a jerk, one guy wasn't a jerk. But here's the example of that that guy. I played for him. He also was the seventh grade basketball coach. First day of practice, we're we're running lines, right? And a lot of kids came out. We're seventh grade. We didn't even realize this guy was a jerk. And there was a kid in our class who was an immigrant. He didn't know. He he never played sports before. He had never played basketball before. So we're all in our t-shirts and our gym shorts. This guy wears corduroy pants. He doesn't know any better. He doesn't okay. he doesn't know any better. And what is the what is the coach do? He doesn't look at this guy and say, "Hey, you know what? I appreciate the fact that he came out here. He's been in this country a couple of months. I'm not going to make a fool out of him. I'm going to maybe see if somebody else has some shorts and help the kid out." You know what he does? He spends 30 minutes making this kid feel like an idiot for wearing corduroy jeans to practice and everybody laugh at him. Is that what you're supposed to do? Is that being a leader of men? Is that helping that guy grow up and, and turn into a better person? Hold or is that just being a jackass? Oh, I get, I get just it. being a jackass, jackass because, you know what? because you're you know in a what? position of authority and Calm that seventh grade, that seventh grade kid can't do anything about Kids it. Kids are going to face adversity in your life. You, you want this adversity free world. No, I where, don't. Oh, it's no bumps. I it's don't. Okay. You know what? I, when I was a kid, my, my coach wouldn't let me practice because I didn't wear the right color. Because I didn't come to, I didn't come to practice with the correct uniform color. I, I'm colorblind. It didn't kill me. He mocked me. He made fun of me. Did okay. I like him at the time? No. But it didn't kill me. You overcome adversity. That's life, man. I get it. I, I have no problem with overcoming adversity. I think a coach deciding, you know what? I'm going to pick on a kid. I'm going to pick on a kid is a guy who has short man syndrome, has other issues in his life, and decides, you know what, I'm going to pick on this seventh grade kid, an immigrant, and try and make him feel small because it's going to make me feel better about my life. That's what it was. That's what the situation was. And you know what? Shame on that guy. He was in a position where he could impact people and could make a positive impact on people's life. And instead, he used that position, he used that authority to try and make his miserable life a little bit better and make himself feel better about himself. There are people like that in position of authority across the board. And I, you know and, and I don't like I it. I don't like I it. it. But are you saying that that's what Larry Stacey was? I think based you, on some of the stories. That, are you saying Larry Stacey didn't care, he hated his life, and he didn't care about anything else, he just wanted to belittle kids? Come on. No, I'm not saying that. I was telling you this, uh, a story as to why, from my upbringing, I feel the way I do about coaches and and what kind of coaches I like and what kind of coaches I don't like. I get it. Was, you it wasn't want that coaches. I was pampered. It wasn't it. that We're every time different. I had a problem, mom had different. to come solve it. We're all different. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of life. We're all different. I don't want a coach that just talks in a hushed tone. And takes me to yoga class. I, I want don't a coach either, that man. yells at me. Listen. I want a coach that tells me when I'm wrong. I want a coach that calls me words. Okay. I so want that. Let me give you another I want example. Pay, you know, Peyton Manning's, I want to be coached. Let me give you another example of it. All right. So I, uh, I talk about it all the time on the show. I coach my kids flag football teams. So I miss a, a weekend last season because I don't know, we were on vacation or something. I come back and the, the dad who was filling in said, yeah, we we're sitting in the, in the huddle and one of the kids looked up and said, Hey, I miss Coach James. And they said, he said, well, why do you miss Coach James? And he goes, cause he was, he's more disciplined than you. All right. Fine. I run a tight ship. We do things the right way. People have to do their job. I have never berated one of those kids 
ever. It never even crosses my olds. mind. Of course I'm you so, wouldn't do that. You're dealing with seven-year-olds. Okay, so seven-year-olds. I'm talking college athletes. Seven-year-olds, seventh I'm grade. college when's, athletes. When's the line? When's the line that you can just be a jackass? When's the well, line? Again, it depends on what your description of a jackass is and what age group. You'd never do what Larry Eustachie's doing to college kids at the age of seven. Let me... Okay, they're 12, but whatever. So here's the other thing. A kid who's just coming out to play seventh grade basketball, trying to fit into a school that he just moved into, and he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. He doesn't know that he's supposed to wear shorts, that he's not supposed to just wear the pants he wore to school that day. Mm Mm-hmm. What's the what's the point of berating that, berating that kid? None, none, none. And okay. he's wrong. He's wrong. But you missed the big picture. Maybe that kid used that moment, that experience, that horrible, embarrassing experience. Maybe he used that to better himself in life. Maybe. Or maybe he used it to, you know what? I'm never going to go try anything new again because I don't know what I'm going to walk maybe, into. Maybe, maybe he puts him into a maybe, shell. Exactly. Maybe. That's all we can say is maybe. But see, my approach is you're going to have those moments in life. And if you're going to get them, get them while you're young. Dude, this you're going to have those moments the fact- where the world is against you. You don't like this. You don't like that. They're out to get me. This teacher hates me. This coach hates You're going to have those. And we may not like it at the time, James, but in the end, we all have those moments. I just So what are you going to sit there and say, I'm suing you? No, no. I just find it hysterical that I'm on this side of the argument. Go work. Go ask anybody who's ever worked for me if I'm demanding. But go ask anybody who's ever worked for me if I cross the line and demean. And I'm, you know, and I'm, it's hilarious that I'm on this side of the argument. Cause I spoil my kids. I'm not hard enough. I wish I was as hard ass as my dad was on me. I wish I was. I took the opposite approach. I just, I love the, the meat hand mentality we get on the text line of, you know what, we've, we've evolved and we're a little bit more enlightened nowadays and that's a bad thing. Yeah. From the guy who calls the, the U.S. military Boy Scouts. Alright, tough guy. Give me a break. We're getting a lot of great texts. Obviously a touched a nerve here. It's how you want to be coached. It's how you want to be raised. It's how you want to, you know, authority's authority. You have to respect it. Coaches hold authority. Teachers hold authority. How you react to it, everyone reacts differently. Clearly, James, you don't like to be cursed at by anybody. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. That's why I don't like I, when people if, flip me if the my boss, If my boss came in and cursed me out, I'd be shocked a bit, but I wouldn't go, oh, my God, I'm going to HR. Neither would I. I wouldn't either. I would tell him off, though. Good. Good for you. Good for you. Tell him off. When we come back, our Power 5 question of the day. I tell you what, let's hold on to that because we've gone over. We're not doing the Power 5 till the 9 o'clock hour. When we come back, we're giving away Nuggets tickets tonight. Nuggets, Clippers, three questions to glory. Call the show. Pick the topic. We ask you the questions. If you answer all three correctly, you're going to the game. Got a pair of tickets. 303-753-0950. 303-753-0950. Call now. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Moser Show. Listen, part of me says I'm just being poor me. This is me just saying, you know what, it's sour grapes because Harden is a very good player and the Nuggets cannot beat the Rockets 
and it makes me sad, and it makes me mopey, and it makes me whiny, and it makes me complainy, and that's part of it, too. I mean, I just, I look at those guys, and I want the Nuggets to beat them, and when they don't beat them, yeah, you, you gotta kinda hand it to them, and it hurts a little bit. So that's part of the reason that we get so upset about. It. Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Student loans, car loans, high interest credit cards, debt adds up for all of us, but there are ways around it. Hey guys, it's Mark Mosier from my friends at American Financing, and I'm here to remind you that refinancing your home loan is an easy way to save a lot of money. Think of it this way, a lower interest rate means lower monthly bill payments, and mortgage interest rates are far more competitive than a student loan or credit card rate. I'm talking rates in the low single digits versus rates in the high double digits. Why wouldn't you consolidate the high interest debt by refinancing your mortgage. You'll speak with a salary-based mortgage consultant who will customize a loan for your needs. They're already saving customers up to $1,000 a month. Plus, there are no upfront fees. You could close on your new loan in as fast as 10 days and may be able to postpone up to 60 days of mortgage payments. So call American Financing today. 303-695-7000. 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net. The official mortgage company of Altitude 950. And MLS 182334 regulated by the Division of Real Estate. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. What are you going to do with your $5,000? First Transit is hiring full-time bus drivers and experienced diesel mechanics. Apply today and get a $5,000 hiring bonus. You'll earn competitive pay and have great benefits. Apply in person at the Colorado Boulevard location in Commerce City. Get a $5,000 hiring bonus. Go to work for First Transit, hiring bus drivers and experienced diesel mechanics. Apply in person at the Colorado Boulevard location in Commerce City. More information at 720-544-6450. Altitude 950, home of the Avalanche. Last night, the Avalanche were on the ice. Here's the highlight of the game, brought to you by Xfinity. Get up-to-the-minute scores and stats right on your TV with the sports app on Xfinity X1. A little two-on-four with Ranton. McKinnon got through a check and shoots and scores! Oh, my goodness! Nathan McKinnon! Puts the abs on top, 2-0 with the wrister inside the near post. The highlight of the game. Brought to you by Xfinity. Were you underpaid or denied by your insurance company after that hailstorm last May? Well, you need the C3 Group. 
They're a team of private insurance adjusters and property claim experts that work only for you, not your insurance company. So don't let your insurance company tell you what they're willing to pay for your claim. The C3 Group will ensure you receive what they're required to pay. Call the C3 Group, 303-670-2710. That's 303-670-2710. The C3 Group, 303-670-2710. I'm the flu. (coughs) And I'm everywhere this season. (coughs) The flu can be serious or even deadly. You can catch it from anyone, anywhere. Don't tempt fate. It's not too late to get your flu vaccine to protect yourself, your family, and your community. For more information, go to fightfluco.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. I-70 is seeing a slowdown. Traffic brought to you by Compassion International. Because of a three-car accident, clearing off the left side of the highway, eastbound I-70 at Pecos. With a secondary accident in the backups, eastbound I-70 at Sheridan, clearing off the left lane. Food, water, medical care, education, and more is what you'll give to a child in poverty. When you become a Compassion Child Sponsor, release a child from poverty in Jesus' name at Compassion.com slash radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. A couple of the texts coming through. Uh, I love this topic because it's universal. It applies to everybody, really. It doesn't have to be an athlete. to be a band coach. to be a Cub Scout leader. doesn't matter. It's about authority. about how you handle authority, how authority handles you. From 7592, this has nothing to do with coaching, in quotations. This is about respect and human decency. Authority doesn't give you the right to be an ass. We're all humans and deserve a basic level of respect. Calling names has nothing to do with having the kid's best interest at heart. I agree. With, I agree with most of that. Here's the difference, Vic. Uh, here's the, the thing I want to clarify. I don't have a problem with authority. I don't. I get it. Like, I have a boss here. I understand that she's my boss, and I have no problem with that at all. What she says goes. I'm fine with that. What I have a problem with is bullies. So the coach I, no was, I was telling you about in seventh grade basketball, he was a bully. He was bullying Using that Using that position to bully. Correct. That's misuse of authority. I get that. I get it. I get it. And you know the difference between those guys and those who, again, you're going to hear this term a lot from me, have your best interest in mind. You so, know the difference. But sometimes, right, people turn into that. Like, do you think Bobby Knight was nice when he first started his career? No, he was a jerk. But I think by the end of it, he was a caricature of himself, and he was just a yeah. bully. He, I think did he, it, he did it because that's who he was, and he had to live by his reputation. Exactly. So I, I think Larry Stacey... Certainly did plenty of good things. And I think he impacted, uh, some, some players who crossed his path at CSU and Iowa yeah. State and Idaho and everywhere else. I think he did. But I think in the end, he turned into a bully. And that's why he's well, unemployed. Today. We don't know. You know what bothers me about this whole thing? We don't have many details. We just have a couple stories. Throwing soda cans against a wall. Who cares? Don't bother me. Calling me a P word. Okay. I've been called worse. I was called worse when I was in sixth grade. 
Okay. Good deal. And I if, didn't cry. If that's why he got fired, then I think there, there there's some head scratching. Clearly, going on. there's more to the story. Exactly. We don't have all the details. Exactly. And if those details came out, I'd look like a moron right now because there there has to be because if you get fired for those two acts, throwing cans of soda against the wall and calling your players names, then I'm sorry, I'm out. Dude, he was owed three million bucks and he settled for seven hundred and fifty thousand. You think he got fired for just calling someone the P word? There's more to it, and that's that's okay. what that's why this story bothers me, because there are very few details. But if you're one of the people who believe a coach should be fired for calling a player names, I'm not with you. I I, I don't I don't agree with you. I I have no problem with cursing in, in sports. It's part of sports. I don't have a problem with it either, per se. I just think there's better ways to handle the situation. All right. No cursing on this show right now. Three questions to glory. Roll it. Any sport. Jokic for three. Got it. Nothing but net. Any team. He scores. Nathan McKinnon. Any era. And Elway going for the bomb right at the outset. Throws caught by McKeel. Touchdown. But there's no time to Google. Oh, man. Three questions to glory. Uh, Really quickly says here, why are you defending Eustachie? I'm not defending Eustachie. Again, I'm defending the notion that coaches can't be hard. I hate that notion. Coaches should be hard, in my book, always. Jesse, how many calls do we have? Uh, looks like we have five calls. Jason is up first. Jason, you're on the Vic Lombardi Show. How do you like your coach? My son plays AAU basketball. His coach cusses. He's he you know he doesn't like cuss at the kids, but he'll he'll say like, "What the fuck?" Whoa, oh, okay. Whoa, okay. So we have to dump that. Oh, <laughs> Jason, Jason, call back. Get Jason back in line. Uh, I think he forgot he was on the radio. <laughs> uh, hey, let's go with not asking guys about cursing. Oh God. That is funny. You have to admit. Uh, let's let's hope Jesse was quick on the trigger there. All right, let's try a second caller. Who we got, Jesse? Uh Tyler. Tyler, how you doing, T- Tyler? How do you like your coaches? Oh my God. Tyler, you with us? Yeah, <laughs> All right, Tyler. What's your topic here? We gotta we gotta what roll through this. Let's go with the Broncos. Okay, go ahead, James. Uh, okay, who did the Broncos select twentieth overall last year in the draft? Garrett Bowles. Very good. Where did Floyd Little go to college? No. Colorado? Mm. Sorry, brother. Sorry, man. Nope. Sorry. Thanks for trying, though. See, now, if I were a hard coach, I'd be cursing you out for missing that. That's an easy one because he he went to a college that produced three consecutive great running backs back in the day. Three of the greatest in the history of the game. Yep. Jim Brown. For a second. Uh, Ernie J- Davis. Ernie Davis and Floyd Little. That's a, that's a trio. You kidding me? There's a movie named. Did you see the Ernie Davis movie? Did uh, you I ever did. see that movie? I did, yeah, yeah. Outstanding. Really good. Jesse, really. who's next? Uh, we got Mike. Mike, what's up, buddy? Are you yelling at me? Yeah, I probably am. Okay. Under my breath. Okay. What sport okay, do you want? Okay. Let's do the Nuggets. Alright, Nuggets trivia. I'll start with you. Uh, Ryan Bowen is a Nuggets assistant coach. Where did he go to college? Utah? No, sorry. God, I knew that oh. was too hard to start with. My bad. I, oh, that's, that's on me. Thanks, guys. Wow. That's on me. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. James, that was, that was too hard. One. I know. That's too bad. I, you know what? 
I'm too close to the situation. I will take full blame for that. You know, coaches also have to be honest. If a coach messes up, can't blame the players, blames himself. I, I'm honest. That was too difficult a question to start off with. Jesse, who's next? Uh, let's go to Luke. Luke, you're on the Vic Lombardi show. How you doing, Luke? Pretty good, pretty good. You guys want to hear what my coaches called me? Yeah, but you can't say it on the radio. <laughs> All right, then I better not say it. Yeah. All right, Luke, what topic do you want? Uh, Nuggets. Nuggets. All right, I'm going to make this one a little easier. Uh, what college did Gary Harris attend? Oh, North Carolina. Oh, my God. No. I'm sorry, All bro. Right. I'm, I am so sorry. Whatever his coach called him probably was justified. Yes, I was going to say, I, you should call him something now after that answer. Yeah. Uh, that, now that, that's an easy one. Exactly. Pardon the pun, but that was a layup. Even I anybody that. else on the line there, Jesse? Yeah, we got three. Let's go to Ray. Ray. And by the way, the phone number 303-753-0950. When you hear somebody drop, call in. Again, a chance to win Nuggets tickets tonight. National television, Nuggets Clippers. Plus, you get those extra 10 bucks to buy whatever you please. Ray, what's up, buddy? Ah, just enjoying the, uh, just enjoying the show. It's a fun show. What do you want? What topic? Well, I'll go with the Nuggets. He wants Nuggets, James. Uh, all right. In 1994, the Nuggets beat what team as an eight seed in the first round of the playoffs? Uh, that would be Seattle. Well done. Nicely done. Okay. Two times in the history of the Nuggets, they had a defensive player of the year. One was that team with Dikembe Mutombo. Who was the other Nugget to be a defensive player of the year? I gave you half the answer. You'll give me half the answer? I just gave you half the answer. Who was the oh, other nut? I see. That was kind of an HW question. It was convoluted. Uh, sorry. What two Nuggets have won Defensive Player of the Year? One is Dikembe Mutombo. The other one is... Sorry. Nah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for playing. Hey, if you're going to call and ask for a subject, you better know that subject. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm, ha- I'm a hard coach. I'm a, we're giving you the choice of the subject matter. If you call and These ask for Nuggets, questions are off the top of our head. And you don't know that Marcus Canby won Defensive Player of the Year. You shouldn't have picked Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, pick something you know. If it mean, you know, if it's seventh grade basketball, that's what it is. We'll ask the question. Exactly. Jesse, who's next? Uh, I'm not sure if it's the same Jason, but let's uh, let's try oh, it again. Oh gosh, Jason, is this the same Jason that called earlier? Uh, unfortunately, it is. Okay. okay, I hope we don't lose our license after that one. But uh, go ahead. What sport would you like? I'm sorry, Vic. I'm going to okay. Nuggets. All right, Nuggets is the sport. James, start them off. Uh, let's see. Um, when the Nuggets advanced to the uh, Western Conference Finals in 2009, who did they play? The Lakers. Okay. Very good. Who did the Lakers beat in the NBA Finals that year? Orlando Magic. Very nice. One more there, James. This is uh, the guy who, who, who threw an F-bomb on our show. All right, the Nuggets have had three head coaches who went to North Carolina. Name them. Oh, well, I like that question. That's a tough one. Oh, man. Did Brian Shaw go to North Carolina? Uh, sorry, bro. You lost. Sorry. He did not. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Good question, right? That's a, that's a really good question. Now, they may have had others, but those were the three off the top yeah, of my head. Larry Brown, George Carl, Doug Bow. Yes, exactly. That Carolina family's tight knit. Right, Who else we, we have, Jesse? We gotta get a winner here. Yeah. Jesse. Uh, let's go with Dave. Dave, what's up, buddy? What sport do you want? 
Uh, let's go with the Nuggets. I want to stay the same course as everybody does. Okay, right. we'll make it the Nuggets. All right, Dave, who do the Nuggets play tonight? Clippers. <laughs> I'm not going to go that easy on the guy. All right, now you're just going You're going snowflake on him. Come on, man, take it easy. Let me challenge, man, would you? Uh, okay, name one Nuggets assistant coach. Uh, I named him already during the course of the show. Yeah, one of them. Yes, I'm sorry. No. no. All right. Thanks, bud. No, sorry. No, no. I, I was. Sorry. Hey. Hey. Again. You're picking the subject. This uh, isn't some sort of off left field question and answer session. You're picking the subject. You should know the subject matter. This is why I asked who are the Nuggets playing tonight. We need to get three. We need to get three correct answers, and we need to get them right here. Who's next, Jesse? Oh, let's try our luck with Joe. Joe, what's up, buddy? Hey. Hey. Hey, what Joe. What do you want? Uh, I'll go with the Broncos. All right, Broncos it is. Uh, I'll start. Broncos, very first Super Bowl. They lost to what team in 1977? That was the 77 season. What team beat the Broncos in their very first Super Bowl appearance? The Dallas Cowboys. Nice. What uh, three Super Bowls did the Broncos win? Okay, so Super Bowl 50, Super Bowl 32, and Super Bowl 33. Well done. This guy knows his stuff. He does. Former Bronco Rich Jackson, his nickname, what was it? Um, It was Rich the... Uh, dang, the wall. <laughs> the wall. That would have been good. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Uh, we're going to have to do this in the 9 o'clock hour. All we right. couldn't get a winner. Tombstone, Tombstone. Is the answer you were looking for. Again, uh, we'll do this at nine o'clock, so keep the number handy. Now, okay, so if, see, if I'm coaching this group, if I'm the coach, I huddle everybody in the corner at this point, and I throw off so many freaking curse words and say, what are you guys doing? I mean, what are you doing? Who do you think? Do you want, do you want to win? Do you want to get through life? Here's the assessment of whether or not these questions That's what were I would fair. Do. Here's the assessment of whether they were fair. Did you know the answer to all my questions? Yes. Okay, the only one I wasn't sure on with you was Ryan Bowen. Did he go to Iowa? Yes. Okay, so they were all fair questions. I thought that was the toughest question, and it wasn't it was. fair. Yeah. It was, it was tough as a first Again, question. Now, so so how would you coach up these guys who just uh, failed? Would you go, that's all right. <laughs> Orange yeah. slices and hugs, Vic. That's what I do. Orange slices and hugs. i tell you what, boys. Let's get together. We'll go to the library, and we're going to research everything and make it all nice. That's not the way I was coached. Pep talk. Pep talk all you want, brother. You messed up. Call the 9 o'clock hour. Who's next? Lauren Gardner. next on the show? Lauren Gardner on the Avs. What they did last night, what they've got tomorrow night, plus a big event coming up here in the next 10 days for the Avalanche. You don't want to miss it. That's next. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney, and more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Fleshlaw can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or fleshlawfirm.com. Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. 
So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. Right now at Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th, they have the savings you're looking for. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. They need to sell 117 before month's end, so they're ready to make you a deal. Plus, they'll even match your down payment up to $2,500 on any new or used vehicle and receive two years of maintenance with every purchase. Matching down only happens in February, so get it now. Off I-25 and 104th. Online at Larry H. Miller Nissan 104.com. Driven by you. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our community secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. We protect the homeland. We're always there when called upon. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. Construction season is coming, and Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. I-25 northbound still very slow coming up from Ridgegate Parkway all the way through to Colorado Boulevard. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. Three-car crash blocking the left lane eastbound I-70 at Pecos with delays. Second accident in the backups eastbound I-70 at Sheridan. You can be the difference between a child continuing their dream of education or leaving it behind. Help make the future brighter for one child at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Yeah, I, I thought, um, yeah, I liked the way our whole team played actually tonight. You know, I thought we had four lines going and did a lot of good things. We were better defensively than we've been in some of the recent games on the road. And it wasn't hard to tell early in the game that McKinnon was going to be flying. And, and I thought Miko had a real strong game, too. As a, as a line, those guys created a lot of chances. And, you know, they got one called back. They hit a post or two, scored a couple of goals. Really good nights. Exactly what we needed from those guys is our top line. Yeah, that top line was buzzing last night for the Avalanche. Mack finishing with two goals, one assist as the Avs handled the Vancouver Canucks 3-1 the final. At the rink last night, our very own Lauren Gardner, who joins us on the hotline. Lauren, how are you? I'm good. What's going on, Vic? Not much. Hey, so we're, we're on this topic about coaching and how you want to be coached and your memories of your coaches growing up. Did, uh, did you play team sports? You went to North Glen, correct? You're, you're, you're another Norseman. I am another Norseman. I don't know what it is about sports broadcasting here in Denver coming yeah. out of North School. But, yeah, I played softball. I was – I mean, I don't want to brag. I was all-conference and honorable mention all-state. Nice. So, I have a big deal. So were your coaches hard on you or were they soft? My head coach, Tony Bruno, I will never forget him. He was a former U.S. Marine, Vic. Mm-hmm. He 
not stop. We did not get the orange slices and, you know, the juice boxes. I'll never forget my going into my freshman year, we were taking ground balls that, you know, just training camp and I was kind of goofing off and um, I got to run for the rest of practice for that. So I learned the hard way. That's just the way, you know, some people like that hard authority. Other people can't handle it. I get it. Did, did he ever curse? Just curious. My coach is all cursed. Part of the school. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, not in a bad way. I actually loved his, his coaching methods. Like, I responded really well to it, and it was great. I mean, if you dropped a ball during warm-ups, we had to run. It was very regimented, but we also went on to win state with our summer club. So it was. I thought it paid off, and we all – Learn to really appreciate each other. But I like the hard coaching style. I think it makes you better. Now, there's a fine line between being a hard ass and being a bully. And I think we know where that line is crossed. You know, there are some coaches who abuse authority. And I get it. Those are the the wrong coaches. That's the wrong tactic. But being a hard ass, I have no problem with that. No issue with that. And I think we're we're starting to move away from that. And, And I don't like that. If somebody wants to coach you hard, coach me hard, do it. I agree. I think it brings out the best in people. And I think where you see the great coaches, they kind of see the strengths and weaknesses in their players, and they know what brings out the best in them. And obviously for you and I, it was uh, being a hard ass. But, yeah, I mean, if you're throwing chairs and stuff, that might be over the line. I'm not going to name any names. But And I'll give you another example, Lauren. You know, um, the way Jared Bednar has handled Nikita Zadorov this year, if he has a bad game, the coach says it. You know, soft pedal. You don't say, oh no, we, you know, he had an upper body injury, so we sat him in the third. No, he made mistakes. We don't like the way he's playing. Sit. He's, he admits it. We don't even hear what he does at practice, but that's just, that's coaching, man. You mess up, you mess up. It's okay that other people hear about it. If you get criticized in the media, you're not going to cry about it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It, it, you, you saw what happened with Zadorov. You know, he got benched in two of the games on the road trip. Uh, so to speak, in the third period. And, you know, he just wasn't playing very well. But he is a good player. And, you know, Bednar has been really consistent in coaching him throughout the entire season. He came into camp and uh, Bednar didn't believe that Zadorov was in the physical shape that, you know, the rest of the team was and that they were expecting him to be in. And, you know, I, I like the way he's very honest about everything and all of his players. And you know what? He came out last night. He got an assist. He played almost 20 minutes. And when Zadorov is on, he is so good back there, Vic, especially when he's paired up with Eric Johnson. So I think he's trying to adjust to some of that. And, you know, he's still only 22 years old, but, you know, he's been in the league for four years now. So it, yeah. it's kind of offsetting, like, are they – young enough or do they have enough experience to where there's no longer an excuse so in my opinion i love the way jared bednar approaches it what else is he supposed to do this is the national hockey league yeah. you're in pro sports now somebody on the text line just chimed in that yelling is a part of coaching name calling <laughs> is not well i respectfully disagree i'm not offended by name calling you might be i'm not i don't care <laughs> call me whatever you want don't What's push me or slam me you call me whatever you want i Again, there's a line there. I, I don't understand why people are so easily offended by stuff like that, but let's move on. Hey, last night was a classic example. When this team hits home ice, it's a different team. They've now won 11 of their last 12 at home. Overall, 21-8-1 at home. Why are they so much better at home beyond the obvious? Are they doing something differently? It's a confidence. I think there's also a swagger. They've they've felt that, you know, Denver is really on board now with Avalanche hockey and, 
they just come out and you can tell they have like that extra jump to their strides and scoring the first goal is huge for this club as well. I think they're, uh, uh, I think they've won 26 games that they've actually scored that first tally and three goals is also the magic number. So, you know, when they're generating offense, when they're scoring first, um, they get teams down, uh, they were coming off of a kill and they kept Vancouver out on a shift for a long time. It was of course that top line that was playing so well and they're able to wear them down and you don't want to hear the altitude excuse because it feels a little cliche, but it, it really does help. And they caught Vancouver on the second of a back to back. They played Arizona the night before. So they're a little worn down, but I, I really think it's just that confidence. They come out on home ice at Pepsi Center and they just know, they just know they're going to win this game. And of course, goaltending was really good. Farley was great once again. That top line was rolling and kind of what Jared Bednar was saying in the you know, the sound coming out of break was all four lines are rolling. And when they're playing consistently like this, especially in lieu of some of the injuries, um, it's really cool to see, especially when they're going to get some of these guys back. And we heard yesterday morning that a couple of those injured players will be making their return. So hopefully it's going to be a really fun final quarter of the season. Dude, tomorrow night's going to be fun, Lauren. I mean, this is an atmosphere that we all anticipate will be a wild one with Calgary in town, two points ahead of the Avs. Game in hand, the Avs have, but uh, yeah, I, I hate to call it the old must win, but I guarantee in that locker room, they think it's a must win. Oh, yeah, and there's a big element of revenge because they were in Calgary just last week, and it uh, it was not pretty. It was a 5-1 final, and, you know, it was just kind of that snowball effect. So knowing that Calgary is going to come into Pepsi Center, they will also be on a second of a back-to-back. I think they're going to try and jump on them early, and uh, I, I think – you know, it's they're in the midst of playing, you know, all these Canadian teams. They're, it's a Western Conference matchup, which all these games are here in this four-game homestand. And, you know, they actually, Calgary beat Colorado the last time they were here. So I, I think they want to finish the series on a high note and continue to climb up in the standings. Uh, tell us about the Avs brunch, the charity brunch that's coming up, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, correct? Yes, March 11th. It's it's my favorite event of the year. You, you've been there, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's awesome. The kids get in. Those kids love it. They hit that runway in style, don't they? It's such a cool and unique event. I mean, there are a ton of golf tournaments out there that are so much fun to be a part of. But this is so neat to incorporate the kids directly that have overcome, you know, a lot of medical disabilities and uh, challenges. And it's at the Hyatt Regency, and it starts – it actually started um, – last Sunday, so not this past Sunday. So a lot of all the kids that are participating, their parents went to Pepsi Center up to the broadcast center. They made their videos that we'll be showing during the fashion show. They took their photos and you could just see how special they felt. And they had Bernie on hand to make them feel a little bit more comfortable if they were shy. And then they get to go shopping for their clothes for the fashion show between then and the actual brunch. And that's also a really special experience. And then they get their hair and makeup done that day. But the day starts with them getting introduced to their players. And last year we did this really neat feature on Avalanche 360 that aired on Altitude, and you could find it online. And they got to just hang out with the players, with their parents, and, you know, color, do activities, and go around and get autographs. And it's a really special thing for them. And then for people attending the brunch, you know, obviously they get brunch. There's a silent auction. The Avs Better have to host the brunch, go around, and they sell um mystery pucks and bags, and then there's also the avalanche of favorite things baskets. It's so well done. The players serve the brunch, 
And then myself and Tom Green will actually be emceeing this year. So if you have any tips so I don't fall down, um, I would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lauren, Lauren is so modest and and yet so elegant. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we we have this new show called Let's Talk Sports, which premieres every Thursday. And what it is is just a sort of a combination of all the fun stuff we do at altitude, all the great interviews. We put it all together in a half hour show. So a couple of weeks ago, we're shooting a piece at the Denver Curling Club, a real curling center, all curling all the time here in the Lakewood area. And Lauren, as we're getting set up there, the camera's rolling. She hit the ice hard. She fell. I mean, and you could hear it. As as Keith described it, it was like a piece of meat hitting the ground, just bam. And I didn't know what to, you know, Keith laughed. That's Keith. Keith laughed. I, at least I was trying to help you up, Lauren. You did. Yeah, Keith just laughed and pointed, and you tried to help me up. It, it just happened so fast. I forgot I had this slider under my foot, and I was sitting there talking so much trash to you guys. You were. Are you okay? Are you all right? Is there any soreness still or bruising? No, I'm fully healed. But, Vic, so last night at Pepsi Center, almost everyone I passed, so people are watching the show, which is good news. But everybody asked me if I was okay. Getting on the plane in Buffalo. Joe Sackick. So I get on the plane. I'm like, oh, hey, Joe, how's everything going? He stops me to ask me if I'm okay. Jerry Bednar tweeted the video. So it got a lot of play. I'm glad. See, that's, that's why we love you, Lauren. You, you take things and, you know, some people would react by crying in that situation, right? Because you weren't hurt, but in the, the embarrassment would lead them to tears. You laughed with us. See what I'm oh, saying? There's, there's no crying in sports. No crying in curling. Yeah. Come on, man. No, it was, uh, it didn't feel great, but I just wanted to move on and I didn't want anybody's pity or help, but I'm willing to laugh along. It's all right. It happened to, it happened to Keith for the following week when he took one on the ribs. So it happens to all of us. Trust me. He fell so hard. Yes, he did. Lauren, thanks for a few minutes this morning. Thanks a lot, Vicar. All right. Take care. That is uh, Lauren Gardner from uh, Altitude TV. She'll be at uh, Pepsi Center, of course, tomorrow night as the Avs host the Calgary Flames. Here's a text to them. I'll answer this question when we come back. Uh, cause I know we've got the sugar fix with Marty. The question is this from 4746. Vic, in what way would it be productive to call a player an idiot? I'll tell you what way when we come back. Okay. You're at that point now. I have a friend of mine who has to sell a house and move into a house and has to do it quickly. I got just the guy for you. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call. Why? Because he's going to make you the following offer. He will put your home at a price and a time to sell it. And if you don't get it done, he'll cut you a check for $5,000. That's how confident he is. He's confident in his marketing system to sell homes. Give him a call today, 720-600-6244. No obligation, no high pressure, no risk here for you. 720 720- 600-6244. What are you going to do with your $5,000? First Transit is hiring full-time bus drivers and experienced diesel mechanics. Apply today and get a $5,000 hiring bonus. You'll earn competitive pay and have great benefits. Apply in person at the Colorado Boulevard location in Commerce City. Get a $5,000 hiring bonus. Go to work for First Transit, hiring bus drivers and experienced diesel mechanics. Apply in person at the Colorado Boulevard location in Commerce City. More information at 720-544-6456. 
Find the answers to all your Colorado state tax questions at colorado.gov slash tax. Visit colorado.gov slash tax. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Revenue, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Denver's real estate market is booming, and you may be able to cash in with an investment in yourself and your career. Axiom Academy will train you to be a successful, in-demand, certified home inspector. You could earn upwards of $85,000 a year part-time. Visit LearnWithTheAcademy.com to find out how an investment in yourself can pay off in the booming Denver real estate market. That's LearnWithTheAcademy.com. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit echohearingcenter.com. Are you looking for a new career? Well, with today's fast-paced world, content is available and consumed at an accelerated rate, making media careers in very high demand. And the Colorado Media School is your first step to get the necessary training to prepare you for an exciting media career with courses and training for TV and radio personalities, sports broadcasting, audio and video editing, online and social media content, and so much more. If you belong in front or behind a camera or microphone, then you've got to check out the Colorado Media School right now. They'll even give you an orientation just for calling to see what they're all about. Get instruction from real industry pros and graduate in as little as eight months. Hey, if you start now, you have a chance to get that media career in this year. And at the Colorado Media School, you can work on your own show or production right when you begin classes. Flexible hours and financial aid for those who qualify give you all the reason to call right now. 303-937-7070. 303-937-7070. Nick Backridge here from Sus Buick GMC. We know you can buy a car or truck anywhere. We all pay the same price for new vehicles. But at Sus Buick GMC, the difference is the people. No loud screaming out low payments with misleading and confusing disclaimers and fees. At Sus, we don't have any fees, just the price plus tax, that's it. Those are the numbers. Sus Buick GMC selling new Buicks and GMCs and the best pre-owned selection around. Real people, real prices, go figure. Sus Buick GMC on Havana, Mississippi. Visit us at sus.net. The Altitude 950 traffic update. A delay continues on eastbound I-70. There's a left lane accident at Pecos and an accident as well eastbound I-70 at Sheridan. Traffic is brought to you by the Ad Council. Crash 270 westbound at Vasquez. Northbound I-25 slowing on your approach to C-470 up through to Colorado Boulevard. 85 million adults in America have high blood pressure. Get back on your treatment plan. Visit LowerYourHBP.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its high blood pressure awareness partners. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Joe, on a uh, fun Tuesday morning of conversation, we're discussing the uh, resignation or firing, let's be honest, of Larry Eustachy up at CSU. Candidates in mind to take his place. Just the art of coaching in general. What's too hard? What's not hard enough? What, what should a coach be? Just like anybody else in life. Humans are all different, you know? Humans 
react in different ways. Humans take coaching and teaching in different ways. I get that. But that's why it's such a great subject matter because we all have different tastes, different feelings. Some feelings are hurt. Others are not. So I want you to answer that question, James. The question that was posed right before we went to break. Vic, in what way would it be productive to call a player an idiot? Idiot. It's not a curse word. It's a demeaning word. But in what way would it be productive to call a player an idiot? Uh, I don't think it would be productive. I, it, it, it's something I would never do as a coach. I wouldn't call a player an idiot. Okay. So if, uh, let's say you're coaching high school and there are seven seconds left and you're up by two and you tell your team in the timeout, Hey guys, get the ball in bounds and hold on to it. No shots here. We want to win this game at the free throw line. And you stress that to your player and the ball's inbounded and the player launches one from 40 feet. Idiot! What are you doing? I just told you! What are you, an idiot? That's not okay. I, I mean, I'm not gonna fire you for it. I, I wouldn't say, man, that guy's just way out of line. I don't okay. think that would be necessary, no. How about this? How about this? It is a, uh, NFL playoff game. You're at home. You just have to stop a team that's 80 yards away from the end zone and you win. Ball is launched 60 yards down the field and you decide to play hero. Run up and try to bat it down. The ball goes over your head. The team scores the tying touchdown, going to win in overtime. Would that person be an idiot for that choice? Uh, it was an idiotic thing to do. Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't know if okay. Raheem okay. Moore is an Another actual example. idiot. All right, that's fine. No, he's not. He's a very smart kid. But in that case, for a coach to say, hey, "You idiot! What are you doing?" Sure, no I that. get it. Chris Weber calling a timeout late in a game that's uh, vitally important when they have no timeouts. Idiot! What are you doing? Or how about? A talk show host who has Marcus Camby as a guest, and he asked Marcus Camby his his thoughts on the 2009 Western Conference Finals, what he remembers when Camby wasn't on that team at all. Idiot! Let me that ask. An idiotic question is that? Let me ask you this: Who is the greatest coach in college basketball history? I know where you're going, John Wooden. Do you think he ever called his players an idiot? How do you know he didn't? I'm just asking you. I'm sure. He, I'm sure he's had conversations back in the day with Bill Walton when Bill Walton was, you know, ganja in it every single day and decided not to follow the rules, perhaps he may have gone that far, but maybe not. My, he wasn't known for that. None of us know. My guess would be he did not. That's not the way he conducted himself. So, If you are a player and you're offended by a coach calling you an idiot in a state of passion or anger, sorry, you're too soft to play for me. You're okay. too soft to play for me. That's All just right. me. All right. That's All me. Right. You, you're different. You're, but if, if I got a player on my team and I, and they, and they, completely destroy the strategy and philosophy of the game by doing something that you just told them not to do. What are you, an idiot? Your job as a coach is to help that player get better. Um, it's not about you. So that would be okay. a, you destroyed my but you strategy. Know what? No, so no, no, no. You destroyed his team strategy. Okay. No, no. It's about his teammates. All right. Let me ask you, you know what? What's funny about this is that some of his teammates would have called him worse. Probably did call him worse. But well, the coach does it, and, and if, it's, oh, my God. If the kid doesn't realize what he did was idiotic, maybe he needs to be called an idiot. But more often than not, he realizes it was dumb. He yeah. feels bad. Raheem Moore didn't need anyone piling on. I get it. Uh Here's another one uh from that same texture. I can understand why you would say it in situations, but still don't see it productive. Okay? It's not. Well, to each his own. To each his own. Uh Quickly, morning sugar fix. Marty, what you got? 
time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high, sugar high, sugar hit high, sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Woohoo! Sugar slam! Shake that. Marty, don't be an idiot here, all right? Let's get through this thing. All right, I won't be stupid. All right, Devin Harris turns 35 today. He came in a couple weeks ago to provide that veteran presence. Vic, how do you think it's going so far? Well, last game was not good. Last game he had four fouls in like four minutes. So uh, I, I think we haven't seen the best of Devin Harris yet. I think he is, uh, he's got a lot more to offer. Uh, they picked him up specifically for this stretch run. Although last night, I don't know if you guys noticed, Emmanuel Moody had 18 points at the half. He was like... 7 of 10 from the line looked really good for the Knicks. But let's let it play out before we assess and evaluate what he's done for the Nuggets. All right. 1827, the first Mardi Gras was celebrated in New Orleans. You guys ever been there for Mardi Gras? How was there last year for the All-Star game? It is wild. James, you been there? Uh, I have not been there for Mardi Gras. I have been to New Orleans. Uh, it, uh, it lives up to its hype. It's, it's very Vegas-esque, Vic. You want to be there for like two nights, one full day. And get out of Dodge. That's what you're looking for. You know, it, it is beyond Vegas. It, it, I think it's Vegas on steroids, Bourbon Street, and Mardi Gras. You, you walk in, and the streets are jam-packed. It is Pearl Street, the old Halloween. Remember? Remember the uh, yep, Pearl the Street? The mall crawl. Uh, the mall crawl. It's that on steroids as well. People are vomiting from balconies. It's yeah. just like a part of the atmosphere. It's a bit you over the You've got to dodge top. the vomit. Yeah, it's- that's what it is. All right, 1987, the NCAA dishes out the death penalty and cancels SMU's 1988 oh. season. Sorry, James. Yeah, that was uh, that was a little over the top by the NCAA, right? They're they're never going to do that again. They're you know never what? Gonna I, give I was going to say, penalty. speaking of the era of softness, I think the NCAA's gotten a little soft. There, is there ever an institution that deserves a death penalty like Penn State? I'm with you. Let, I, let me ask you this, just on the periphery, who did more harm? SMU giving a car to Eric Dickerson or Penn State abusing and molesting kids? I could not agree more. I am with you. Baylor and Penn State should have both received the death penalty. Look, SMU was, they, they were made an example of, but yeah, Eric Dickerson driving a Corvette to school, not the, not the biggest, uh, not the biggest sin in the world, right? All right, this day, 1992, Tiger Woods makes his PGA debut at age 16, sophomore in high school. Really? What tournament did he play? Do you know? That was the... Yes, I do. That's did, ridiculous. Did he make Sophomore. the cut? It was the Riviera in San Diego. Okay. Did Wait, he, Riviera, Riviera is in L.A. L.A. L.A., pardon me. Dude, he did amazing. make the cut, yeah. He made the cut? Mm-hmm. At 16. I don't, wow. I, yeah. 72 and 75, finishing five over par. Okay, he missed the cut. Sorry. He missed okay. the cut. You better save that entire thing for your fact checker because you missed on every account. <laughs> Pardon me. Okay, I'll use that. You guys have been pretty clean, so I need some mistakes in the 9 o'clock hour, too. Idiot. Okay. <laughs> All right, that will conclude today's Sugar Fix. We Wait have Jeff Legwald coming in at 9 o'clock. That's it? What'd you leave on the cutting room floor? Uh, six years ago today, Jeremy Lin becomes the third NBA play- player to appear on back-to-back SI covers. You guys know who the other two are? Third NBA player back-to-back SI covers. I'm going to go Jordan. Uh, yeah. The other one's kind of tough. Uh, Lance Armstrong. He didn't. He didn't play basketball. Yeah, his, oh, he, you're talking the, just basketball. Short-lived NBA career. Kareem. Lance Armstrong. Bird. No. Uh, he's you, active well, right now. He's still playing. Really? Dwight uh, Howard. Boy. No. He is uh, not from LeBron the United James. States. He's what? He's not from the United States. 
Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki. Really? Yeah. Dirk was on back-to-back, huh? Yep. Interesting. All right. That was, see, it was good. You, I'm glad that wasn't on the cutting room floor, Marty. All right. Thank good. you, I'm Marty. got that in. Much appreciated, as usual. Quick text before we go to break and reset the show. The guy calling players an idiot usually isn't a good coach. It's usually a drunk fanboy sitting in the stands. That's one vantage point. The other one is this one. I had a baseball coach in college who called me a blankety-blank-blank. This is bad. Ha, ha, ha. Best coach ever. He didn't seem to mind. Two people that take it different ways. We're all different. It's okay. We're back with Jeff Legwald after this. This has been your morning sugar fix. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets are at Pepsi Center to take on the L.A. Clippers. Tip-off is at 8.30 with the pregame show. Getting away at 8.05. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche. Jokic has come to play tonight. He just does it all the time. Put the team on his back in the fourth quarter. Game left is strong. It's a hat trick for the captain. That's what I like. Three's worth more than two. Denver's all sports station. Altitude 950. Now, back to Dick Lombardi. It's Combine Week in the National Football League, also known as Early Tampering Period. A lot gets done in Indianapolis as we go to our Broncos insider from ESPN, our very own Jeff Legwald. Leggy, are you in Indianapolis yet? I'm on the way, Mr. Lombardi. I'm on the way. Okay, so what is the timeline? When do coaches, players, when does everybody arrive? Uh, Usually today is kind of the big arrival day, unless... uh, the competition committee's been there for a few days, so that means Elway uh, has been there for a few days, too. This is where they kind of jumpstart the, uh, what rules changes they're going to try to talk about at the owners' meetings in, uh, next month. So uh, other than that, today's the big day, and then tomorrow it, it sort of cranks up and the players start arriving, and uh, away it goes. Let's start with that competition committee because, as you mentioned, John Elway, a member of that committee, and the catch rule is something they want to refine clearly. Uh, what changes do you foresee? What have you heard about what they'll do to fix the catch rule? Well, they, you know, this is they've been debating this for as long as I've been covering the league in some fashion. So I think uh, I think they'd like to clean it up. I mean, everybody everybody's tired of it. You know, even the officials are tired of it. So. Uh, I think in some fashion they would like to create one or two paragraphs that kind of sums up what a catch is because, uh, again, I think this is one of those things where I think fans, uh, people in the league, uh, people who officiate, I think every single person is frustrated with the, with this, what it's become. And, and some of it is because we have HD replay frame by frame. You know, that stuff didn't exist when replay first started mm-hmm. and you couldn't you couldn't break down a catch down to the minute you know was it in his hand for you know more than one second and all that stuff it so in some ways technology's made it more difficult but i think they'd still like to just say what a catch is what a catch is james in your eyes do you like the college rule or the pro rule i'll ask you when it comes to the catch because in college obviously you have to have both feet the nfl it's one foot but why do we have fewer issues with college football on the catch? Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know that the, the feet is actually the issue. I, I, it's more the bobble, and, and I think it's what Jeff talked about. It's the it's the frame by frame, and did he 
Did he move the ball just a little bit when he hit the ground? And it's just so. Why uh, do we have fewer issues in the college game? Know. That's all I ask. In the college game, I mean, we're not sitting here magnifying glass every catch. I mean, it's, it seems pretty simple in college football. What's the difference, Jeff? Well, I don't think they have as many cameras at, at the games for one, and I don't think they have the same technology the officials are looking at. I mean, in college, the officials are looking at uh, a few angles. And I, I believe in the NFL, other than, you know, the the national championship playoff games uh, or some marquee primetime game, the average college game wouldn't have nearly the cameras available as an NFL game. And that's, that's I, I think the more technology you have, the more difficult it becomes to dissect the catch. Because, again, you see it frame by frame, and the ball is always going to be moving. And, you know, I think some of that wasn't seen before, so it was a lot easier just to say, oh, yeah, he caught it and move on. So I think, uh, you know, when, when replay came in, there was a push in the NFL that a, games needed a minimum number of cameras to make it work. And, and I think that's the difference right now between the NFL and college. Hey, Jeff, let's uh, get back to what they're going to be doing this week up in Indianapolis. It, it, as you look at the Broncos uh, heading into Combine Week, which is, isn't just – uh, looking at players that they may draft, there's all the conversations they can have with agents or maybe can't have with agents, but still have. How would you, uh, how would you rank the Broncos' priorities this week? What, what is on John Elway's to-do list in Indianapolis? I, you know, I think they'd really want to know, you know, you can't talk specifics and all of that, but I mean, there's so many sit-downs that happen with the combine where you talk about one of your free agents who happens to have the same agent as one of the guys in the market you're going to want. You know, like, say, Trevor Simeon is represented by the same agent as Kirk Cousins. So what's to keep Elway from sitting down and and talking about Trevor Simeon and then just saying, oh, by the way, you know, what's the number, you know, or something. I think they'd like to come away with some real cost figures for some of the guys they'd they'd like to pursue in the market, you know, especially a quarterback. i I still am going to be very interested to see tomorrow what Elway has to say publicly about how active they're going to be in free agency and and what he thinks they can do because he really hasn't spoken to any of that since the the end of the season. So you know at the Senior Bowl he kept it kind of to the to the guys in front of him, but you know tomorrow I think he's going to be asked an awful lot about how active they're going to be and who exactly they might be interested in. Were you surprised that uh, Jacksonville extended Blake Bortles, pretty much putting uh, the Jags out of the running for Kirk Cousins? Uh, a little bit, but, you know, knowing some of the people down there, you know, they've gone pretty heavy in free agency. You know, Calais Campbell, you know, Malik Jackson, that whole those two free agency classes have been uh, really big, and I think it would have been really difficult for them to go in after a quarterback like Cousins. You know, that, that would entail releasing some players. And, and I think they just made the decision after talking to some folks I know there that I think they just made the decision. They liked how Bortles finished the season and economically this would help them keep the team they have together. Whereas signing cousins or somebody of that expense would have entailed dismantling pieces of the roster. And I, I think that's just the decision they made moving forward. Jeff, speaking of uh, economics, yesterday the, the Broncos, uh, or it was announced yesterday, that they rolled over a little over $10 million of uh, of salary cap space from this year to next. Uh, at least that's, I believe that's how it works. 
Uh, is there anything we can glean from that? Is that a, is that a sign that, uh, John Elway is going to do like he did in, uh, you know, 2014 or 2013, whichever, 2014, when he went heavy on free agency? Is that an indication of where the Broncos are, are planning to go this offseason? I think a little, you know, I think they'd like that room, but you know, I think the fact that most teams, you know, and the Broncos especially have rolled over roughly that amount, you know, uh, each year. So it's, that almost seems to be their buffer zone, you know, kind of their insurance number because in the end, you know, against the cap, you got to cover for all your, your injured players, uh, your draft pool, you know, all, all of those things, your practice squad. So, uh, I think they've rolled over, in my recollection, roughly that amount each year. So that seems to be their sort of in-house buffer of how much room they want to leave. So I, I do think in their minds that's going to say, okay, we got our insurance. Now we can do what we need to do. Uh, they've got enough room to sort of get things started. But if they're going to go after, you know, Cousins, I think they're going to have to you know, they're going to have to make a move on some of those players. And, you know, the rollover helps them a little with that, but but not as much as people would think because they're never going to go right to the to the limit because you're always going to be nervous one of your, your high-priced guys is going to get injured during the season. And to sign another player, you would, you would have to make some cuts to make the cap room. I uh, personally believe that the Broncos will part ways with the keep to lead, regardless of whatever quarterback they decide to bring in here. I just think um, there's a lot of different factors there, and I know we've talked about that. But can you help explain the reason why the Kansas City Chiefs have divorced, decided to part ways with a young corner in Marcus Peters? That that one shocked me. Well, you know, Vic, it is surprising, but you know, I will say uh, for for them to. You know, if you if you flip it around and step back and look at it the other way, I think it says a lot that they would get rid of him. So they really must have concerns. And, and you know, again, I know a few of the people in personnel there, and, and you know, I think they just made the decision. This guy is unstable in the, or, you know, uh, unreliable in the locker room, and I think they didn't like how he interacted with the coaches. And, you know, he had the same trouble at Washington in college at the end of his college career. So this is not a new scenario for, for Marcus Peters. This has happened to him before. In fact, uh, he sort of had to ask permission to come back for pro day at Washington after he had been uh, essentially kicked off the team. So, And there was only one team interested, as far as I can, you know, I've asked around. And, you know, the reason they didn't get much in return was, uh, they were the the Rams were the only team bidding. So wow. I think the Rams are the Rams are saying, you know, Wade Wade Phillips can make this guy uh, fall in line, and and we'll see. But I think it says an awful lot about a talented guy like that being essentially shipped out, and and the Chiefs playing the addition by subtraction card. Now, you know, I think the Chiefs are a little bit of a you know the old soft rebuild. They're not admitting it, but they're kind of doing it with. With their actions, I think it says an awful lot about Wade Phillips. He's the guy that can coerce anyone into playing good football, and it makes you wonder again. And why the hell is he not coaching the Broncos still? I mean, look at what he's doing. He's taking on all comers. He's making mediocre defenses, great defenses. And I know they had talent in L.A. All right, I don't want to dismiss that, but I still, to this day, don't understand why Wade Phillips is no longer here. Help me understand that. I, you know, I can't. I guess strictly a 
and from what I've been told, it's strictly a money issue. Wade wanted more money than they wanted to pay, and and you know, would it have been worth it? You know, it's, yes. The answer is it's yes. To, it, yeah, I mean, you know, yes. Now I will say, Aaron Donald might be the best defensive player in football. So it's it's not like he walked in someplace that had to wave a magic wand to make him be great. But uh, you know, the guy does. You know, the other the other side of that too is you know he's he's had his own difficulties, you know, year two, three, four, someplace, you know, I think Wade is, you know, that experience, it can be tough for a head coach because Wade is very convinced that his way of doing things is is the right way. So I think it does take the right head coach to work with him. Uh, and I, th- I think, you know, McVay has shown that, you know, a young guy offensive who just wants somebody to run his defense so he doesn't have to worry about it. So, I think that situation's good for Wade, and it's good for McVay. Jeffrey, you're the best. Enjoy the combine, my friend. We'll talk to you later this week. See you. Take care. All right. That is Jeff Legwald on his way to Indianapolis. Wait a minute, Vic. Did you just hear that, that uh, the issue with Wade Phillips was money? Yeah. It, it wasn't that Joe Woods was a rising star? No, no, no. That was a campaign. And they were afraid he was going to leave and go to another team? No, no. It was money. Wait a minute. When that all went down, like yeah, I know. I was trying to convince. I was trying to convince you guys it was money, and nobody wanted to pointed out that it was all about money. I agree, and I I tried to tell you. Man, funny that these things just keep coming up, Manchester. I told you time and time again. I didn't write it in January. I I said, "quote Don't be an idiot." It's about the money. Sometimes the simple (laughs) answer is the correct answer. Up next, Nuggets talk with national, national NBA writer Matt Moore. He's really good, and he's got a lot of great information on what the Nuggets need to do to secure themselves a playoff spot. That's next. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of Crackman and Harris, looking back on the Avalanche and their matchup against the Vancouver Canucks, plus getting you ready for the Nuggets and the Clippers this evening. Big game for Denver, big night for Crackman and Harris. That's right, Nate's taking me out on a date. Get all the particulars where we're going to go beforehand. Plus, we'll bring you the latest news from the combine. What are the Broncos thinking? What are the Broncos doing? You'll hear it here on Crackman and Harris. I may have to rethink my Tuesday night. Gentlemen, when it comes to health and quality of life, there are numbers every man needs to know, including our testosterone number. Hey, Scott Ace is here. I recommend going to the Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's covered by most health insurance with results in about 20 minutes. Low T levels can make you feel tired and grumpy. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Low T Center's physicians specialize in treating low T in men. They know men's health and are reinventing men's health care. Call them, 303-451-5698, or go to LowTCenter.com. Right now at Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th, they have the savings you're looking for. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. They need to sell 117 before month's end, so they're ready to make you a deal. Plus, they'll even match your down payment up to $2,500 on any new or used vehicle and receive two years of maintenance with every purchase. Matching down only happens in February, so get it now. Off I-25 and 104th. Online at Larry H. Miller Nissan 104.com. Driven by you. Have you ever wanted to refinance your mortgage but didn't want to start a 30-year loan again? Hey, this is Mark Mosier for my friends at American Financing, and let me tell you, they can help. 
When refinancing to eliminate mortgage insurance, lower your rate, or consolidate high-interest debt, you don't have to worry about resetting your loan. Because in American Financing, they offer 9, 13, or 18-year loans, really any term you need. It's truly a custom loan. You choose the term based on your budget, and they'll find the most competitive interest rate. It's your mortgage, your way. Plus, with a fixed rate, no matter where interest rates go, yours stays the same. Monthly payments won't increase. It just takes one call to their salary-based mortgage consultants. They'll guide you through the options and will customize the right program to achieve your financial goals. They may even get you closed in as fast as 10 days. So get started now. 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. And MLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Boss of Fitness is now open in Denver, Centennial, and Aurora. Know what that means? You can be fit and be happy for as little as $9.99 a month. High energy classes, indoor pool, group cycling, turf training, basketball, super convenient kid care, right? And Vasa Fitness coaches are beyond amazing. Work out where fitness is fun. Join Vasa Fitness with month-to-month memberships as low as $9.99 a month. Stop by one of our gyms or visit VasaFitness.com to join today. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City. Don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive and best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7 and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Because there was a stretch. I mean, uh, it was a run-out layup. Uh, it was a Chris Paul just driving right down the lane for an uncontested layup. Uh, and I just want to see you care. Have some pride. And right after that timeout, Al, we went on a big run, and we got back in the game with that. Uh, now it also coincided with James Harden being out of the game, which also helped. But, um, you know, defense is not always a game plan or form. It's having a desire and a pride. And I thought at times we showed that tonight, and other times that we didn't do a good job of it. That's uh, Michael Malone after the loss to Houston the other night. And I asked the question, how do you guard James Harden? I'm not sure it's humanly possible unless you send a couple players at him, unless you have a Kawhi Leonard or an Andre Robertson on your roster, long, defensive-oriented. Uh, the Nuggets are figuring that out. It is hard to stop that dude. Let's talk some NBA and Nuggets with Matt Moore of the Action Network. Matt is at a lot of Nuggets games. He covers the NBA Head to toe. Matt, thanks for joining us a few minutes. How you doing, my man? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm great, bro. Hey, um, so let me pose that question to you. If the Nuggets were to meet the Rockets in the playoffs, let's say, how would you go about stopping or guarding James Harden? Uh, you know, it was interesting because in that Spurs series versus the Rockets last year, I spent a lot of time asking that question at the Spurs, and, and it was it was something that they built specific designs for um they really focused in on like it's it seems obvious of like don't reach but he lures you in with that slow crossover dribble i call it the narco dribble because it puts you to sleep and by the time that you realize he's up close to you he's already going into you which means you're likely going to make contact and he's going to draw the foul so you got to make sure that you're back on your toes you got to make sure that you don't reach you have to pretty much, when he drives left, you have to stay on his right hip. Because if you go into his, if you try and get in his way, 
that's when he catches you with that pull up on the arm and then you're done. So there's all these little mechanisms that you have to do. Danny Green actually did about as good a job as I've seen anybody do. The problems are, are that you also have to have backline help to contain the lob to Capella, and you have to have your shooter stay home so he doesn't find those guys. There's all these things that you have good to luck. do. It's super complicated. Yeah, I think what makes him so darn good, too, is the fact we overlook his biggest attribute. That's being left-handed, you know? Uh, that left hand, I, I get it, and a lot of left-handed players can't do what he can do, but when you possess that skill, that speed, being left-handed is just a bonus. All right, Nuggets and Clippers tonight at Pepsi Center. I can't figure this league out anymore. I thought the Clippers waved the white flag, Matt, and here they are, just a game out of a playoff spot. Yeah, it was surprising, honestly. I've been at the All-Star and in the Sloan Conference in Boston this weekend and talking to executives. Everyone had kind of the same reaction, which is like, we're really surprised the Clippers are still the Clippers. It's, it's really surprising that they didn't trade DeAndre Jordan and Lou Williams. We don't really get what the plan is there. Steve Ballmer said on one of the panels that, you know, we wanted to maintain, we wanted to be competitive. We wanted to stay competitive and we didn't want to just give up. Well, it seems weird to trade Blake Griffin if that's the plan. This is a monster game. Not only if the Nuggets lose and they drop into the ninth spot one game back in the loss column, but Clipper, the Clippers then clinch tiebreaker and these things matter. If you're going to be in a tight race the whole way, not having tiebreaker with a guy in eighth is really pretty brutal. Uh, this is a monster game, I think, for Denver tonight. Okay, so uh, Michael Malone has told us on this very show that he believes Paul Millsap is still at least a week away. Yesterday, the Nuggets upgrade Millsap to questionable. Is that just a, I'm not going to call it a PR move. Is that a strategical move? What, what do you think about that? I've, I've, let me look at it this way. I would not be blown away if they announced before the game that he's been upgraded to available. Wow. Um, the, wow! Because of where, because of the of the injury, because of the level of practice that he's been at. Now, everyone I talked to had said mid March, so like that tells you the range on this. Which is, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, could be tonight, could be in two weeks. That's the range on this, and they're going to be patient and they're going to be careful. But the move to questionable, I thought, was really notable because if, you, if the minute you do that, you know everyone's going to notice it and it's going to tick up. I, I don't think it was necessarily something to try and drive ticket sales. I don't think it was necessarily to mess with the Clippers. I think that. You know, he really has improved, and he's on his way. I don't necessarily know if he'll be tonight, but it wouldn't shock me. It also would shock me if it was in two weeks, because that's what I've been hearing consistently from people inside the organization for a while now. All right, so let's fast forward a couple weeks, and Millsap's getting consistent minutes again, back in the starting rotation. Whose time does he take? Does he take Chandler's, Plumlee, Lyles? Who sits? Uh, Probably Lyles. I think that's, like, the easiest move. Um, I don't necessarily know, like, a Lyles... Millsap Jokic lineup is really weird. That's just a really weird combo. It might work. It's an interesting option for them to go to, but I think with how Wilson Chandler's played since the trade deadline, um, which has been very well, I think you have to keep him uh, and his minutes kind of intact. You want that defensive strength. Um, you want a veteran that's, that's going to know how to operate with Millsap on the floor. All of these things I think are important. It gives them more flexibility, but I do think that you know, we'll see the Plumlee Jokic minutes will essentially vanish because they had disappeared largely when he was around. I think Wiles misses some minutes. Those are the two areas I think that we see a dramatic reduction in. Talking to Matt Moore of the Action Network covers the uh, NBA. Uh, the Pelicans win again last night, six straight now. The Brow with 53 points, 18 rebounds, five blocks, thrust back into the MVP conversation. We know how tough the Nuggets schedule is going to be in the month of March. Of those two teams, who do you think is most dangerous down the stretch, the Pelicans or the Nuggets from your unbiased eye? I think Denver. Uh, Denver's got a higher ceiling because 
if they're able to layer the offensive changes that they've made and the flow they've discovered and the way that Malone has kind of realized how this team needs to play offense, and if Millsap is able to integrate effectively and they're able to just defend just a little bit, just a tiny bit, because in the stretch where they've been winning since Malone took his hands off of the playbook, they're also 28th in defense. They're winning, but they're 28th in defense. If they get a little bit better on that end, the ceiling is really sky high. The Pelicans are in desperation mode. Their backs are against the wall every single night because of the Cousins injury. And they're playing really well and browsing fantastic. But it's hard to keep that pace up. Denver's got more options. They've got more versatility. And I think they've got a lot. They've got a higher ceiling, I think, than what New Orleans has got. Okay, so of the teams that are in front of the Nuggets right now in the standings, the Spurs and the T-Wolves, of course, Minnesota without Jimmy Butler, we expect for the rest of the regular season. The Spurs have been up and down of late. Which of those two is most susceptible to getting caught? I think San Antonio. Uh, if you look at it, they're actually really weak versus teams over 500. Their schedule is brutal. Um, I looked at a, a number of factors for a piece I did over at Action, and their schedule is really tough. Minnesota's March is brutal, but San Antonio the whole way is really tough, and you know, they're still just trying to find answers without Kawhi. And so I think teams are starting to, to scout them and get them figured out a little bit. They're still the Spurs. But I do think that San Antonio is vulnerable. It wouldn't surprise me if San Antonio falls back into the pack and is right there with those teams battling for the 6-7-8 position. Dude, let's just go to the uh, playoffs right now in the Western Conference Finals, the Rockets and the Warriors. And I know everybody's on that Rockets train. But something in me, I just can't over – I still think Golden State's a better team. I just think when it when it comes down to it, that experience – and the ability to play defense when you need to play it. Do you see it differently? Can, can Houston really threaten Golden State? I think they can threaten them. The problem is, is threatening and winning are two different things. Yes. This is why home court is really big because Houston, I said this last year, and it's even better this year. Houston is the one team that can go into Oracle and say, you want to have a shootout? Fine. You bring your shooters, we'll bring ours. We'll see who knocks down more threes. And they're the only team that can go in there and say, all right, if you want to have a shootout or you want to have a, a struggle defensive game and you want to have the three-point layered in, which is how Golden State wins a lot of games, we've got versatility and can switch at every single position, and we have a shot blocker, and we have two of the best isolation players in the NBA for playoff-style basketball. Now, getting past them is a whole other matter, but I do think Houston has a chance here. They're the only team that does have a chance. I still wind up thinking that, you know what, Golden State has a higher gear that is just light years beyond everybody else but I do think that Houston at least has a chance that they can get a couple things to go their way. All right, Matt, last one. Matt Moore from the Action Network. Uh, when I see you and uh, Adam Morris at Nuggets games, and you guys get into your uh, deep analytical conversations, I just black out. I can't hold a candle to your knowledge of the game. You, you attended this Sloan Sports Conference. What is that, Matt? Uh, it's held in Boston every year. Daryl Morey, the Rockets, initially started it with the people at MIT. Uh, it's pretty interesting. You get uh, it's got like white paper research on sports and where it's going. There's a lot of tech there, stuff like the wearable technology, things like that. But there's also discussions with people that don't necessarily believe in analytics, talking with people that do. So you got Jalen Rose talking about a stat. You can make a stat to say anything, and then more kind of nuanced discussions on things. You learn a lot about where the league, and has, I learned a lot about how teams approach roster building, and I think that was kind of the coolest thing to see there. Most of the panels are online if you want to check it out at Sloan Conference. Oh. So the Rockets have always engaged in that stuff. And I believe of late, the Nuggets are going full analytical as well. they got a pretty good, a pretty bulky analytical team, do they not? 
They have two. There's two different analytics departments within Kroenke Sports. Wow. There's one that, that covers the entire Kroenke organization, and there's Tommy Valsettis that does a great job with the Nuggets. So there's, a pretty, there's a pretty deep reservoir there. What's actually been impressive to me is how much Michael Malone is able to speak in, in those terms. For a yeah. guy that grew up in New York and is the son of a coach and is a, like an old-school basketball post-up, knock-em-out kind of guy, Malone can talk to you about stuff like EFG and on-off numbers and understand possessions and stuff like that. It's one of, I think, the strengths of, of what Michael Malone brings as coach. You have to understand, from guys like me, I poke fun a lot at analytics, not because I don't believe in it, because I'm awful with math. I can't do simple arithmetic or division, and so I just lose my you-know-what. That's what it comes down to that's, for me. That's why you have computers. Oh, by the way, the Sloan Conference, there was yeah. Barack Obama. President Barack oh. Obama spoke at the Sloan Conference, uh, and he read the scouting report you were kind enough to help me with. <laughs> I gave you a little read-in on his game. Lefty, uh, gritty, not the greatest jump shot, but a great team leader. That's my scouting report. Pretty good. Matt, Pretty good, th- man. Thanks for your time, buddy. Always a pleasure to talk hoops with you. Matt Moore of the Action Network. We'll see you at the uh, gym someday. Anytime, man. Take care. All right, take care. Uh, Matt was at the All-Star game, by the way, when I told you, um, hey, you talk about some analytical minds and these guys breaking down the sport. Baseball started with this numbers trend, right? Baseball did it with uh, Billy Bean and the Oakland A's and Billy Ball. And basketball adopted a lot of that. Now the NFL is getting into it. Again, I don't mock them. I just don't understand because I'm dumb. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Alpha 2950 is the Nugget Station. Pass over to Murray. Wide open three. Give it to him. And every week, we've got head coach Michael Malone. I have to give a huge shout-out to all of our fans. Our attendance is up 25%. We owe it to our fans. On Tuesday night, national TV game against the Clippers. Any fan that comes to the Pepsi Center that night, Vic, we're going to give a $10 voucher. You want to buy a beer, a soda, a pretzel, nacho, whatever it is. Thank you for making the Pepsi Center one of the toughest places to play in the NBA. Listen for Coach Malone Wednesday at 7.15 with Vic Lombardi of the only station that gives you this much access to your Denver Nuggets. Altitude 950. Larry H. Miller Chrysler Dodge Jeep 104th is Colorado's first choice with over 1,000 new vehicles to choose from on 17 acres. We guarantee the best prices and lowest payments in the state. Hey, it's Bo's where my daughter and I got our last two vehicles. They took care of me. They'll take care of you with the best prices and lowest payments in the state. That can't be beat. Being the number one volume dealer has its perks and we're passing them on to you. Come on in and see for yourself why we're Colorado's first choice conveniently located off I-25 and 104th. Larry H. Miller Chrysler the Dodge Jeep 104th or LHM Denver Jeep. Were you underpaid or denied by your insurance company after that hailstorm last May? Well, you need the C3 Group. They're a team of private insurance adjusters and property claim experts that work only for you, not your insurance company. So don't let your insurance company tell you what they're willing to pay for your claim. The C3 Group will ensure you receive what they're required to pay. Call the C3 Group, 303-670-2710. That's 303-670-2710. The C3 Group, 303-670-2710. When it comes to learning the facts about Colorado State Tax, there is only one website that has all your answers. Colorado.gov slash tax. It's your free resource to understanding Colorado tax. No need to call when the answers are just a click away 24-7. From filing and paying your Colorado taxes to business sales tax questions and more. Visit colorado.gov slash tax. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Revenue, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. 
Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home, especially a new one. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their new home loans. It's an amazing time to buy, and home prices are on the rise. Getting pre-qualified today gives you real buying power. Sellers want to know that you're for real, and being pre-qualified by American Financing gives them that assurance. And that's the key to winning in a seller's market. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for a new home loan or a refinance, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. So I'm into these smoothies now, Manchester. I'm not full vegan like yourself, but I am trying, trying to eat healthier. You're uh, kind of easing your way into the movement. No, not quite. But, you know, they have those ninjas now. Those things will cut up anything. I mean, you can put a human arm in the blender. Sure. And it'll make you a smoothie. And um, I did a uh, weird concoction. Uh, oranges, pears, apples, carrots, peas, broccoli, and oatmeal. And I thought, yeah, let's hmm. try. See what happens. Hmm. See what we get out of this. I was with you till the peas and broccoli. Oh, it tastes like crap. That sounds uh, oh, pretty good up until that point. Oh my god! But you got to have some greens in there. I'm told you got to have some greens. And I thought, you know, with all that other stuff, it would mask the taste of the greens. And all I taste is broccoli. Is that all you put in? Just the actual fruits and yeah. vegetables? Uh huh. Thick. You got to put some ice. Then you got to put a well, base. I put ice in there. I you got to put a base. Did you put any kind of base, like some apple juice or something? The hell's a base? You got to put the some liquid. The base. You got to put, put some fresh... liquid. Orange juice no, would have been fine. Well, isn't the ice, ice turns to liquid. That's, no. that's the base. And then you need to put a little bit of, uh, yogurt in there. I don't know, but that's it tastes the, terrible. That's the goal. And I'm not throwing it away. I will finish it. That's the thing. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste it. If yeah. it tastes like crap, it tastes like crap, but it's supposed to be healthy for you. So now I know what you're living through. I know exactly what you're going that through. That is not at all what I'm living through. Here's that the is phone not something number. I would consume. 303-753-0950. Understand, know those digits, because we are going to try we attempted it earlier, unsuccessfully. We're going to try to give away these Nuggets Clippers tickets for tonight. Again, if you go to the game, an extra 10 bucks on each ticket, compliments of Coach Malone for you to spend on whatever you please at the concession stand. So we're going to give these two tickets away, three questions to glory. You call us, we give you three questions, whatever topic you desire, whatever sport or team you desire. If you answer all three correctly, you're in. We almost got there, not quite good enough in the last segment. Yeah, you pick the topic, pick something you're good at, something you know a lot about. And we expect you to know a lot about it. If you're going to tell us nuggets, know your nuggets. 
And our general rule of thumb is if one, if the other one of us knows the answer to the question, it was a fair question and we knew the answers to each other's questions last time. So once we get the uh, phone lines lit up, Jesse, just interrupt our conversation. We'll go straight to the phone lines. Uh, we started the show by talking about this, uh, coaching issue up at CSU. Uh, finally happened when you was going to happen. Only a matter of time. Larry Eustace steps down and now they're looking for a new head coach. Before we get to the phone lines, your thoughts quickly because I, I like what the what the guy up at UNC is doing. I really do. I like Jeff Linder. I think he's a great recruiter. And the last time that a state school went to UNC for its coach, Tad Boyle ended up in Boulder, and that was a good move. I, I think it'd be a great move for CSU as well. Yeah, no, I think he'd be great. Now, I, I'm uh, I'm biased when it comes to this situation. He uh, he grew up in the North Glen area. I think he might have gone to Centaurus in, in terms of where he played, but he grew up in the North Glen area. I knew him when we were both in high school. Uh, he's, ma- yeah, if he's a Colorado native, man, that's even more, more of a plus. He's married to a family friend. So I, uh, I like Jeff and that's, that's where I'm leaning. It'd be a great choice. I mean, he's, he's been at a lot of different places, Boise State, uh, Weber State. I think he was at San Francisco. But um, he's a proven recruiter. And again, yep. I think that's 90% of the battle in college ball, man. You got to be able to convince those dudes to come to your school. Well, and he's also done a really nice job at UNC because when BJ Hill left there, they had some, uh, recruiting violations and some scholarship limitations. Um, and so the stack was, uh, the deck, the deck was kind of stacked against Jeff and Jeff did it, has done a really nice job. I think you mentioned earlier, they're 19, they're 19 and, 10. and 10. They're on um, the brink of another 21 season. Yeah. So he's done a really nice job. He would be a, uh, he'd be a very good fit. He was at Boise as an assistant. So he knows the conference. So I, I would be definitely in favor of that move. All no right. doubt. What do you say we give these tickets away? Please, let's give them away. Three questions to glory. Uh, let's go to Nick. Nick, you're on the line. You're on the Vic Lombardi Show. How you doing, Nick? Hey, guys. Doing great. Let's make this one and done, shall we? What is your sport of choice? Give me the nuggets. You want nuggets trivia? James, yeah. give him some Nuggets trivia. I, I can start right. or you can start. Uh, before signing with the Nuggets during the offseason, Paul Millsap was playing for what team? Fox. Good job. How many, how much money per year are the Nuggets paying Paul Millsap? Contract. Per year. Largest contract in Nuggets history, largest contract in Denver sports history ever. 31 million? 30 million, sorry. Is it 31 or 30? Can I be wrong there? I think it was a three year, $90 million deal. Sorry, bro. That was close. If it wasn't an even number, Vic, I would have given it to him. I know. Like if it was 28 and he just said 29, I'd be like, eh, this isn't a math show. Who's next, Jesse? Uh, let's go to Ross. Ross. How you doing, Ross? Hey, pretty good. How are you? You ever shop at Ross? I love that store. I, I have shopped there a few times. Great deal on underwear and socks, dude. The only place yep. to buy underwear and socks is Ross. Trust me, you're wasting your money if you go elsewhere. What do you want, Ross? Uh, let's go Nuggets. Nuggets trivia. I'll start this one. Uh, name a Nuggets assistant. Ryan Bowen. Good. Should be easy enough. Very nice. Very nice. All right, if you've been listening, we've had this question already. Uh, what three former Nuggets head coaches played basketball at North Carolina? That would be George Carl, Doug Moe, and Larry Brown. Very well done. Josh Kroenke is the president of your Denver Nuggets. Where did he play his college basketball? Missouri. Nice. We got a winner. Congratulations, my man. You're going to the game tonight, and you get an extra 10 bucks on top of each ticket to spend wherever you please. Hey, have fun tonight, okay? All right, thanks. 
All right, stay on the line. Vic, we have people on the line. We have some mammoth tickets if we want to keep rolling. Do we? Yeah. Which game? When? Uh, I'm not sure. It's uh this Saturday, the 3rd. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm game. Right. They it's want to win. The, hey, it's the 303 game. It's March 3rd. 303. They wear the special Colorado uniforms. Very cool. So this is this is a good one. All right, Jesse, tell us who we have. Uh let's go to Alex. Alex, you're on the Vic Lombardi show. How you doing, Alex? All right, man, you? I'm good, bro. What do you got? What do you want? Let's do Rockies. Rockies trivia. Alex, you sound so enthused and excited about this. <laughs> I'm working, so you know. All right. Uh Carlos Gonzalez. Origin. Country of origin. Carlos Gonzalez. What is it? Venezuela. Nice. Uh what th- well I think there were four. There are still three on the roster. Uh what uh, uh three current Rockies were all stars last year? Blackman. Arenado, Holland, and LeMahieu? Very good. You got all four. Holland is no longer on the roster, so nice job. Oh, okay. <laughs> Final question. The uh, Rockies, in addition to uh, acquiring Wade Davis, they picked up another relief pitcher. This guy played for the Cleveland Indians last year. Name him. Brian Shaw. <laughs> Very well done. You're wow. going to the Mammoth game. Three for three. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Where were these people in the 8 o'clock hour? You know, he picked a topic, and he knew that topic cold. I mean, I asked, hard. Him, I asked him for three of the four All-Stars. He just went ahead and named all four. Just was Not hard. Off. Not hard. We still have more tickets, or are we done with those? No, I think that's it. All right. Okay, see, it's so much more satisfying when the segment works. Well, yeah, but what's frustrating about it is it's not up to you and me if it works. Well, sometimes you ask them asking on questions. Well, who had honest. the who had the bad question today where they were kicking themselves? It wasn't. Well, me. I thought it was a tough first question. It should have been a third question. And the question is, what college did Ryan Bowen attend? I mean, that you know, if you're a true Nuggets fan, you should know the answer to that. He played for the team, and now he's an assistant coach on the team. He was, uh, I believe, he was listed as the 50th best Nugget in yes. Nuggets history. Correct. This this list yes. continues to come out. I've seen 45 was Manuel. Oh. 44 was Wilson Chandler. Who's the one today? That that should be out by now. Let me, if let me uh, if HW was here, he would do the breaking news drop yeah. for uh, Wilson Chandler being announced. I think Wilson might have been yeah. today's victim. Yeah, Chandler's it. Chandler's um, number 44 on that list. There was there was some back and forth on Twitter when this came out that current players shouldn't be included. I don't think that's the case. I mean, well, you know, let me ask you this. And again, this is not my list. Um, this is the Nuggets list, and they get to make the rules. But if if it were my list, don't you think it has to be a minimum of three years with the team, which would preclude the likes of Allen Iverson? Because, listen, we all know Allen Iverson's Hall of Famer. I see, right? but if, if the rule eliminates Allen Iverson, then I don't like the rule. Allen Iverson was one of the best. He's one of the 50 best nuggets of all time. I know he wasn't here for a long time. Yeah, but I mean, if, if he you're going to go. very good here. But hold on. If you're going to go on player alone, then he might be your best player of all time. For no, no. You, you only evaluate his time as a nugget. Oh. And I, I mean, was, was Allen Iverson's time as a nugget better than Ryan Bowen's time as a nugget? Well, I mean, I think they had more success under Allen Iverson, yes. Well, and he, he averaged like 25 points a game more. I mean, it's not even close. I and mean, I'm not trying to knock Ryan Bowen. I'm okay. just saying his stint as a nugget was significantly better. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I don't, I don't know about the, I don't know about the three year minimum. Hey, that that seems Bob? too much. Paul George, the, the Thunder won last night. They beat Orlando, and after the game, Paul George, crying about the referee, and he said the big three on the Thunder, George, Carmelo, Russell Westbrook, 
uh, are not getting calls. Said, quote, we're not officiated the same way. We're being officiated differently. <laughs> hey, preaching to the choir here, bro. Yeah. That's the nuggets about being officiated differently. And they may not have the name status of the big three in Oklahoma City, but you, you're talking to the wrong people here, bro. Welcome to the club. How many times have we had that conversation in general? But when Mello was here, how many times did we have the conversation that he doesn't get a superstar call? All the time. He did not get that kind of a whistle. The worst feeling in the world is when you don't get the whistle on your home court. That San Antonio game where the Spurs went to the foul line, where they had 39 free throw attempts to the Nuggets 19. You can't get the whistle on your home court? Where can you get the whistle? Yeah, and it seems like Westbrook has come in here and got a friendly whistle yeah, at Pepsi Center. So uh, I'm not feeling too sorry for Paul George on this one. Rapids fans, don't forget, Toronto tonight, 6 o'clock start, game two of that home-and-home, home, must win, and got to win 3 nothing or 4-1 or one of those combinations. When we come back, final segment, Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. Okay, you're at that point now. I have a friend of mine who has to sell a house and move into a house and has to do it quickly. I got just the guy for you. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call. Why? Because he's going to make you the following offer. He will put your home at a price and a time to sell it. And if you don't get it done, he'll cut you a check for $5,000. That's how confident he is. He's confident in his marketing system to sell homes. Give him a call today, 720-600-6244. No obligation, no high pressure, no risk here for you. 720-600-6244. Alpha 2950 is the Nugget Station. Pass over to Murray, wide open three. Give it to him. And every week, we've got head coach Michael Malone. I have to give a huge shout-out to all of our fans. Our attendance is up 25%. We owe it to our fans. On Tuesday night, national TV game against the Clippers. Any fan that comes to the Pepsi Center that night, Vic, we're going to give a $10 voucher. You want to buy a beer, a soda, a pretzel, nachos, whatever it is. Thank you for making the Pepsi Center one of the toughest places to play in the NBA. Listen for Coach Malone Wednesday at 715 with Vic Lombardi on the only station that gives you this much access to your Denver Nuggets. Altitude 950. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet donuts of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand, daily, with only the best ingredients. And how about this? Come into any Lamar's for a free donut the day after a Nuggets win. Find the location near you at Lamar's.com. Lamar's, where we have simply a better donut. Offer valid while supplies last. Offer does not include specialty donuts. Limit one per customer per group. Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. I'm Colorado Attorney General Cynthia Kaufman. These days we all have to worry about cybersecurity. Hackers use pirate websites to infect your computer and steal your ID and financial information, or even take over your computer's camera without you knowing it. Don't let hackers into your house. Be careful with the websites you visit and warn your kids on how to be safe online. To learn more, visit StopFraudColorado.gov. Sponsored by the Digital Citizens Alliance, in cooperation with the Colorado Broadcasters Association and this station. 
What are you going to do with your $5,000? First Transit is hiring full-time bus drivers and experienced diesel mechanics. Apply today and get a $5,000 hiring bonus. You'll earn competitive pay and have great benefits. Apply in person at the Colorado Boulevard location in Commerce City. Get a $5,000 hiring bonus. Go to work for First Transit, hiring bus drivers and experienced diesel mechanics. Apply in person at the Colorado Boulevard location in Commerce City. More information at 720-544-6456. Paulino Gardens, grower of the finest vegetable plants, welcomes you to their beautiful garden center. You'll find a wide selection of quality trees, shrubs, rose bushes, and perennial flowers, friendly, expert advice, and family-owned since 1962. Paulino Gardens, 6300 North Broadway in Denver. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Question on the text line. Uh, Vic, when do we find out about who gets to uh, be the voice at DIA? Um, I have no idea, man. That train has been delayed, apparently. No clue. No announcement. I don't know what's going on. James, you're the one who alerted me that I was in the running to begin with. Have you gotten anything? I uh, I keep checking the Denver International Airport Twitter account, uh, and I haven't seen anything. That's uh, That's been as official as I've gotten into it. You might not believe this, but it's not going to change my life that much. Well, I take that back. It would change your life substantially, Vic. Yeah, I'd probably retire here. Yeah. I'd be done. Uh, I did tell my mom that I had to be... At the facility every morning, if I am the new voice this, on the train. Why though, if the if the voting ended on Sunday night at eleven fifty nine p.m., basically midnight, why have they not announced it? What, what Clearly, it, some glitches in the system, which is why when they announce the winner, there's going to be some controversy, bro. Either way, well, there were the technical difficulties on Sunday, so we we have already um sort already of, controversy sort of put together our protest. Now, I don't think we're going to have to use said protest because I think you're going to win. I think you're going to kind of roll to this title. Um, but if there appears to be any shenanigans, uh, we're not going to go down quietly. That We'll just put it that way. Uh, a couple things before we say goodbye and bring in Marty for our fact checker. Uh, Jeff Hireman, Broncos tight end. What do you think yes. of Jeff Hireman? Uh, I think Jeff Hireman has been basically a bust. No, not well, necessarily he was his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is, this is unfair, but my assessment of Jeff Hireman always ties back into, you're not going to like this, but the Dove Valley minions telling me, Oh boy, they just really are missing out because they didn't have Jeff Hireman, a guy who didn't participate in a single practice that anybody saw with the Broncos prior to getting hurt. Yet we had to hear about how Jeff Hireman was such a big loss. It was kind of laughable. And well, it was con- a reach at the time. Congratulations to Jeff. Uh, just got engaged. Trevor Simeon announced his engagement. So Saw congratulations that. to both gentlemen. Um, new chapter of life that you, you'll enjoy it. Uh, but Jeff, Jeff's engagement came with a prenup and he provided it public. It's on his Instagram account. He signed a prenup. Yeah, it was one that uh, I'm sure I'm sure it's one that kind of uh it struck a chord with you. Yeah, we'll I'll put read it that it. way. I'll read it. This is this is honest, man. This is all over social media. Jeff Hireman's prenup with his fiance. I, Jeff Hireman, 
wholeheartedly agree to refrain from purchasing another driver during the duration of the next five years. Although the driver cost me my rent and dinner for the next month, I still will spend more time with my fiance because I love her more than I will ever love golf. Finally, I will work on coming to terms with the fact that buying more expensive golf clubs, driver shafts has not and will not make me a better golfer. Signed, Jeff Hireman. Jeff, wrong move, brother. Bad move. Bad, bad move. You could not be more wrong. Buying expensive clubs, driver shafts, does make you a better golfer. You may not think it, but it does. Does it? Otherwise, it would, my whole, my last 30 years have been a waste of time. Because I've been having this debate, Vic, heading into the spring. I'm just trying to make myself feel better. No, no, no. It's an honest question. Heading into the spring, I haven't bought new golf clubs in like 15 years. Maybe 10. I'd like, it's like one of the things I want to do this spring and summers. Okay, I want to play more. I want to try and get better. Is it worth the investment? Depends on your level of play. I'm not very good. Well, then don't worry about it. Okay. I think it's the clubs. Yeah, well, I mean, again, it depends on your level of play. But Hireman seems to get into it. Clearly plays a lot. Ah, it's a bad contract, bro. Uh, Not good. See, I bought my wife, I think it was five, six years ago, I bought her for her birthday, brand-new tailor-made driver with a stiff shaft, and uh, she didn't use it, so I did. That was really nice of you. Very thoughtful. Well, I thought so. That was uh, that was just really was tailor-made, chivalrous. Uh, tailor-made to all of my has she ever my been, numbers. Has she ever been on a golf course? Twice. <laughs> I don't want to share that story publicly. She'd kill me if she heard it again. <laughs> uh, oh, I'll, I'll share the first one. Yeah, tell us it's the okay. story. So I'm up at Rolling Hills, and we just joined, and I said, hey, meet me at the 10th hole. So she goes, okay. I go, just take the golf cart and meet me at the 10th hole. I'm playing. So I'm sitting there on the 10th hole on the green. We just got done putting. And she moseys up to the green and drives all the way up to the flag. Yeah, not good, not good, bad etiquette. But uh, first time out, she didn't know. You can't drive on the green. She didn't know. Should have got a prenup there, mm-hmm. a golf prenup. Mm-hmm. All right, before we say goodbye, Marty O, what do we got for facts? What mistakes did we make this morning? Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry, that's not right. In today's fact checker. All right, we got a little bit of everybody in this one today. We'll start with Manchester. You came to the defense of millennials at the beginning of the show, and yeah. then in the same breath, you kind of threw a nice little jab at him. Let's take a listen. A lot of the texters and a lot of the listeners, you guys like to poke fun at millennials, rip millennials. I'm the guy who defends millennials. I'm oh. the guy who says, hey, this generation, way better than my generation. They have their stuff put together. Now, are there a handful of them that, you know, have to go sit in the corner with a puppy because they, you know, got offended when somebody yelled at them? Sure. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I'm nothing. You're saying you're, you come to the defense and then you're like, but also. Well, no, 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 no. I defend millennials as a group. I think people who rip millennials focus on the outliers, not on the group. What do you have against puppies? Not nothing. Nothing. All right. Next, I did a serious lack of research on the uh, Tiger Woods' uh, yeah. first PGA tournament, wow. and Vic did not take too kind to that. Let's take a listen. Really? What tournament did he play? Do you know? That's did ridiculous. He, did he make Soft the cut? Boy. It was the Riviera in San Diego. Uh, Riviera is in L.A. 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 He did make the cut, yeah. He made the cut? Mm-hmm. I don't, I, wow. Yeah, 72 and 75, finishing five over par. Okay, he missed the cut. He missed okay. the cut. Yeah. You better save that entire thing for your fact checker because <laughs> you missed on every account. <laughs> Idiot. Okay. All right, that will conclude today's Sugar Fix. 
Luckily, there's a puppy in the office today, and I was able to sit in the corner for a good five minutes yeah. and recoup. For those yeah. who will take that out of context, can you explain why I referred to you as an idiot during that? Well, we were all talking about how coaches and uh, their attitudes towards players and, and what it would be like if uh, they called players idiots and all yes. that stuff. So it was it was in context. It was funny. You were saying you have no problem with just berating people and calling them terrible names, and then you just did it on the air. Exactly. And then last, lastly, we got the listeners involved with trivia today. These folks needed to work on their listening skills. Let's uh, listen to that. Uh, Ryan Bowen is a Nuggets assistant coach. Where did he go to college? Utah? No, sorry. Name one Nuggets assistant coach. Uh... I named him already during the course of the show. Yeah. One of them. Yes, I'm sorry. No. no. All right. Thanks, bud. No, sorry. Ryan Bowen would have been the right answer, which I, you said earlier. I thought you were going to go with the uh, caller who decided to drop a F-bomb on us. Yeah, I figured that one wouldn't um, be uh, a good I'm replay. I'm not as offended yeah. as you are, apparently. If you were on the stream or the app, you got to hear it. If you're over the air, thankfully, you did not. And uh, you were right. Wilson Chandler was number 44. Kenneth Fareed was number 45 on the list of all-time nuggets. And Birdman came in at 46. Thank you, my friend. Is that it? That is it, yes. Not as many mistakes today. Okay, Jesse. That- I don't know if you noticed this, Vic. We have a lot less mistakes when HW's not here. You're right. Usually that segment's a good 10 minutes long. It's nothing but words he mispronounces. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it could go two segments. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for that. Jesse, fire us up with our fired up finale of the morning. This is the fired up finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. Kids are going to face adversity in your life. You, you want this adversity-free world. No, I where, don't. Oh, it's no bumps. I it's don't. Okay. You know what? I When I was a kid, my, my coach wouldn't let me practice because I didn't wear the right color. Because I didn't come to I didn't come to practice with the correct uniform color. I, I'm colorblind. It didn't kill me. He mocked me. He made fun of me. Did okay. I like him at the time? No. But it didn't kill me. You overcome adversity. That's life, man. <laughs> Vic, there was, that sounds better even after I hear it. There was one part where you told me to calm down. How did that not make the fired up finale? I had to be told to calm down by you. I did. I don't, and I still can't win. I don't know what Jesse's doing back what there. What part of the show? Did I, it was that same discussion. It was probably oh. three minutes before or after what we just played. That was a good show today. I love these shows where there's a sports story. But it carries on so many different meanings, right? It's bigger than just sports. This this applies to everything, and it applies to everybody. Anybody who's ever played sports, organized sports, whatnot, you've always had that coach who you liked or disliked. You always have a style that you appreciate or don't appreciate, and to each his own. That's why I thought today's show was wonderful. Uh, Larry Eustachie's no longer the coach at CSU. He was uh, ousted because of what they call um, being too abusive. But if Larry Eustachie is in the NCAA tournament every year for the last six years with 20-plus wins, he'd still be coaching at CSU. That's what I find a bit interesting with stories like this. No, I agree with you. I, I like today's show, too, because I like any show where I can publicly rip Butch Roberts and uh, publicly praise Jerry Carson. There's like three people who know what I'm talking about, but that's okay. That's fine, because I'm not going to – you know, I, there was coaches I did not like, and I'll never rip them, ever. Because I learned something from each and every one of them. Even if they treated me poorly. Even if I didn't get a the, the, the shot I deserved. You know what they did? They pushed me. I wanted to prove them wrong. I had a coach in ninth grade. I thought I should have been playing. I thought I should have been a starter. I wasn't. But I, I proved him wrong. And that's the beauty of life. Not everyone's going to agree with you. 
I don't have any uh disagreement with that. I like a coach that pushes me. I like a coach that's demanding. Uh I don't like a coach that is a bully and is demeaning to people. I think it's unnecessary. That was my controversial stance today. I don't like your face. Up next, <laughs> Browning. What's your name again? Browning? Man, did we save that one for tomorrow's fact checker? I know her name is Brownman, but in my world, she's Browning. Browning and Hastings right here on Altitude 950. Altitude 950. Rewind. Yeah, I, I thought, um, yeah, I liked the way our whole team played actually tonight. You know, I thought we had four lines going and did a lot of good things. We were better defensively than we've been in some of the recent games on the road and it wasn't hard to tell early in the game that McKinnon was going to be flying and, and I thought Miko had a real strong game too as a, as a line. Those guys created a lot of chances and, you know, they got one called back. They hit a post or two. Scored a couple of goals. Really good night. Exactly what we needed from those guys. It's our top line. Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets are at Pepsi Center to take on the L.A. Clippers. Tip-off is at 8.30 with a pregame show getting away at 8.05. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. The KSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche. The Harrisburg 3, got it again. Money's on fire tonight. Oh, what a thing of beauty! You gotta be kidding me! Denver's All Sports Station, Altitude 950. <laughs> Live from the Altitude 950 Studios. Scott Hastings, Julie Brownman. <laughs> Hastings and Brownman starts now. Your construction. Smells of corruption. I manipulate to recreate this air to go around saga. Gotta launder my charma. Scott and Julie with you. It's a Tuesday in the Mile High City. I said hallelujah. No way for the bridge. Out to 950 with you. Abs with a monster win last night. Nuggets of the game tonight. We're going to talk about all that stuff. But first, I woke him up my partner. Partner of 47 years. We've been doing this. Julie Brown. Good day. Jill's good day today. How, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Do you ever have a day when you wake up and just go, okay, today I'm doing this? What do you mean? What part of uh, what part of the question do you ever 